0: What up, what up, what up? Wake up with your boy on this Menace
1: Monday. We got an action-packed week ahead of you this week. Super Bowl week, Radio Row week. Uh, We got guests calling in from Radio Row. Uh, I might be going down there later on this week to join the festivities. It is Menace Monday right here, live on YouTube. Every day this week, we have a great show lined up. Uh, Today, Zach Smith will join us in the first hour right out the gate. Matt McChesney will join me later on in the show. Hopefully he can get in here. And Texas Rangers pitcher Taylor Hearn, he'll be joining me in the second hour. We're going to talk some Major League Baseball. And uh, he's got an interesting, fascinating story. Uh, Can't wait to hear from him. And uh, we got a great show lined up for today, every day this week. Probably got near 20 guests this week uh for the super bowl week we're going to take everyone's picks each day can't wait to join that uh conversation we're going to dive into Kyrie being a Mavs today uh we're going to talk about Bart Scott how he talks how soft we are and we're going to talk about the Trent Dilfer video from 30 for 30 last night and please let's not make another sequel 30 years later white men can't jump please keep it locked up can't wait to talk about all that and more on the other side Appreciate you. Yes, sir. Taylor Hearn will be on today, uh, right out the gate, uh, about 7 o'clock today, Hector. He's going to be on. Uh, appreciate everybody joining in already. Uh, let me give you the quote of the day. Making mistakes is better than faking perfections. Making per- mistakes is better than faking perfections. We fake too much shit today, nowadays, man, I'm to be honest. Um, we got Zach Smith joining us. On this Menace Monday, make sure you follow Menace Sports on YouTube. Uh, his show's blowing up. He does a hell of a job every single day. Uh, make sure you follow him on all platforms, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Uh, Zach, what up? What up, man? Hey, man, you looking rough like me, man. What's up? You ain't shaving?
2: Hey, you know what? I'm, I'm thinking about growing a beard back. You know, it was kind of my, my menace staple for a while that I lost some weight, so I shaved it off. And I'm like, you know what? I, I might bring that back.
1: Oh yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I do, man. i just like, eh, I'm so fucking lazy. I got so much other shit going. I'm like, dude, fuck what I look like. Uh, <laughs> hey, I've lost weight. I'm like, fuck it, that's enough for me. Um, hey, hey,
2: good enough, right?
1: Hey, man, did you see this 30 for 30 on the Ravens? No. It, was, it's, it came out last night. Uh, I didn't get to watch it, man. I had it on silent because I was watching. A, I had a movie. I had some people over. I had a movie going on. So I had the movie uh in my little cigar studio. I had a the, I had it on with no sound because the sounds coming out the main movie, yeah. and I was just watching it. Um, I gotta watch it, man. It, it seemed pretty good. I, that Ravens team was pretty interesting. That was the first year of Hard Knocks when it came out. They, yeah. they were there. They had like, Randall Cunningham was like a veteran on that stat on that team, and and uh, they had a, a buddy of mine who got picked up by uh by them as a quarterback, and uh, very interesting, but. Bart Scott, I mean, uh, Trent Dilfer went in on the video, I guess, and uh, if you guys ain't heard it, um, he kind of says what we say every day, but nobody fucking listens to us. Um, Last night, Trent Dilfer, now he's trending. and I'm getting blown (laughs) up. Damn, coach, he said what you say all the time. No, really? I I don't know shit, bro, remember? Uh, (laughs) Right. (laughs) Trent Dilfer
2: came out and said, Modern day game does not impress me. It's super easy when you don't get hit as a quarterback and when you can't reroute receivers and when you can't hit guys across the middle. I love Tom Brady. I love Aaron Rodgers. I love these guys. It's not impressive. What's impressive is what they did. Agree or disagree. Oh, fuck. Absolutely. I agree. I I, I used to tell my players, and you know, this is not, not that new. Um you know, just four or five years ago when I was coaching, I used to tell my receivers all the time, like, listen, you need to learn to play physical right now, but when you get to the NFL, you don't have to because them motherfuckers aren't allowed to touch you. I mean, you just got to learn how to get off press, and then if they touch you, it's like they get arrested. I mean, it's, just, it's, it's, it's a different game, and now the shit they're doing, you watch some of these roughing the passer calls, it's just, it's, it's, it's criminal to the sport. I mean, I'm all about safety. I'm all about preventing CTE, but this shit where a guy like, avoids contact and kind of pushes a quarterback just after he released the ball and you're going to throw a flag. It's like, what the fuck that that didn't hurt him. That didn't endanger him. But you, you you're, you're handcuffing defensive players. And I agree with Trent. I mean, playing, playing quarterback or playing receiver right now is so much easier than it was 20 years ago.
1: Hey, it, it, the only guy I really t- listen to on ESPN, other than a couple guys that I know personally, when they come on these shows is Bart Scott. And this is, I want you to hear this Bart Scott take. It's pretty. i
0: Kumbaya kids and trading <laughs> uh, jerseys, and I love you, bro. Is is sickening. Because that's not what sport's about to be. This is the saddest thing I saw since I saw Mike Tyson rub blood from Lennox Lewis' face and say he loved his mother after he told me he's going to eat his children two months ago. Like, this is supposed to be about gladiators. How are you going to be sitting? What is this? The SEC? What is this? We got, we got, we got uh, pride, division pride. What are we talking about? You're supposed to hate this man. This man be trying to throw your face through the ground and all of a sudden you hope he get nice things. Any of my opponents, I don't want none of them to have nice things. Every time I lost in the AFC championship three years in a row, i'll hope the game was canceled (laughs) the super the next what
1: how why is life changed so fucking much dog people don't understand any kids that are under like 35 they look at us and they call us the old man on the front lawn yelling but i'm like dog this is was real shit
2: yeah it's it's, the fact that it exists nowadays is is terrifying but I, i don't think it's not It's not league-wide. I mean, there's still kids that, that are in college football in the NFL right now that, that just despise the team they're playing. That still exists. It's just we've made it okay for players that aren't like that, right? Those self-absorbed players that are like, man, I don't really give a fuck about the rivalry between the Cowboys and the Eagles. Like, I'm going to wish this dude good luck. It's like, all right, you're a different-made competitor than, than I'm used to. I mean, that shit usually is safe for the offseason, right, in, in, in March, you're down in Exos in South Florida, and y'all go out, and it's like, then then you're friends. But, you know, what season starts, you play for the Eagles, I play for the Cowboys. We don't like each other. Now, we could be boys in March or, or April, but not in fucking January.
1: Uh, and then, I don't know if you've seen this. Kobe Bryant, uh, this was a, a, yeah. a viral deal everyone's talking about. You know, his wife's talking about, he, he always talked about the fans saving up, so he was never going to load, manage, or miss a game. He was always going to play. Um, and then... That was Kobe's mentality. Now we have cats sitting out every game. I, it's It blows my mind. I know, I know you dabble in the betting world, Zach. I go on like my DraftKings and FanDuel. I go on there and it says in there, the guy says the kid is out today. And I look at the news, he's chosen to sit out a back-to-back and he'll be back tomorrow. And I'm like, so this motherfucker just really don't play. Like, it says it. That's like, crazy. I'm sitting out today. Like, and then you got this guy who just is, this is the new, this is what we, this is what, this was what you bet on, dog. You bet on that motherfucker to win you 20 racks.
2: I, I know it's, I, it is. Like, if it, it, you start to respect your, your elders a little bit as you get older because that's the problem with LeBron James. And that's why he'll never touch Kobe. He'll never touch Michael Jordan. He'll never touch any of the greats before him because he's soft as shit. Comparatively, right? He's he's not a soft dude, but compared to Kobe or Michael Jordan, he's soft as baby shit.
1: Up here, right?
2: Yeah, that motherfucker's like, baby. It, shit. It's just it's it's a different era, and and don't get me wrong, there's still tough fuckers out there. There is the NBA has them, the NFL has them, but the problem is when your best players are prima donna bitches, it just it just gives the league a bad look. I used to love the NBA. Now you me know too. I wasn't like a super fan, but I would I would. This time of year, I would always turn on an NBA game. It's the last fucking thing in the world I'm turning on. I watch some some stupid shit on Netflix with my fiance before yeah. I'm watching a fucking NBA game.
1: I agree. I, I can't do it, dog. I'm, I'm like, and then, and then and then I gotta hear this, you know, crying over spilled milk. You know, LeBron. Maybe it's me. He said he puts out a tweet. Maybe it's me. Maybe you're I a bitch. bitch
2: it probably is you.
1: Yeah, maybe you're a bitch. How about
2: yeah. that? Maybe. Uh, the fuck you mean, maybe? <laughs>
1: Yeah, it blows my mind. Um, hey, you did you watch the Pro Bowl?
2: I mean, don't call it that. <laughs> don't call it that. That wasn't uh, a fucking Pro Bowl.
1: I, I watched I, it. I, I could have yeah. I could've called it that. I was like, uh, is this fucking
2: uh the new seven on seven league they got everywhere? Right. It's like an MTV celebrity match, is what it was. Like oh, dude. they okay. should have had fucking Lil Wayne out there playing quarterback and some really hot chick playing receiver. I mean, what are we doing? I mean, it, it, listen, I, I watched it. Like, it wasn't not entertaining, but that, that wasn't the Pro Bowl. That wasn't football. I don't hey, know what did it was.
1: Paying motherfuckers to go because that place was
2: packed. Oh yeah, but everybody's a Pro Bowler. I mean, these fucking guys. Derek Carr was there. Huntley, the dude from Baltimore, was there. Like, just invite the whole league. Hey, it's it's more like send out an invite. Hey, if you didn't make the Super Bowl, come hang out in Hawaii.
1: Hey, what was the uh? I saw one of the receivers. I I was flipping through it, and I just happened to see a missed throw, the guy running down the field. And it
2: was the kid that barely played for Jacksonville. Right. Like, what are we doing? What the fuck? This kid just barely started playing at the end of the season, the receiver. I I know. Hey, JB, we sound old as shit, but it used to be a big deal if you made the Pro Bowl.
1: You used to get paid extra money.
2: It was like fucking We watched that shit. It was in Hawaii. It was like the biggest thing ever. Yeah, Sean Taylor's lighting motherfuckers up. Like, it was a real deal. Ah, dog. It blows my mind. Uh, But I I will tell you this. I blame basketball. Basketball started that shit. They they didn't play a lick of defense. Scores would be like 198 to 192. Like, basketball started it. Like, and and, you know, they're all friends. I know, you know damn well, they're on some, some yachting in South Beach in the middle of summer. And LeBron James is looking at fucking whoever, some football player, and he's like, damn, like, y'all really try in, in, a, in, a, in a pro bowl? Like, what if you get hurt? And they're like, damn, good point. <laughs> it changed everything.
1: I did. I mean, it, uh, dog, the world is soft as hell. Man, what? we should have been in Radio Row. I'm about to go up there, man. Uh, probably Wednesday I got to go uh, in Phoenix. Um We should have went and did a, we should have set up shop, did a fucking own show right there (laughs) next to Maxie and the boys right next to him. Just have our own shit. Uh, Hey, OC, let's, let's talk about some college, uh, talk before I get into this, uh, recruiting classes, Bama's OC hire, uh, Reese. Uh, I knew his old man, his old man was at UCLA back in the day with Terry Donahue. Um, Quite interesting hire, man. I wanted you to shed some light on this deal. Like, why not Greg Roman, who's an L- got some Bama ties, NFL guy, who who's a hell of an OC, or or even like a Cliff Kingsbury. I'm surprised Saban didn't go big on this one. And and is Reese a guy that fits Saban? Like, I'm surprised Saban even talked to this guy.
2: Yeah, it it, it doesn't make much sense at all. And I, and I think we're really watching kind of the end of the Saban era because he's always been so good. At replacing assistants. That, that's why he's been so good, right? You'd have whoever, Lane Kiffin leaves, you have Mike Loxley, then you have Steve Sarkeesian, you know, or, or vice versa, really. But he always replaced great coordinators with great coordinators. And you're looking at both of these hires he made and you're like, what the Notre Dame was, was they were awful on offense the first half of the year. And, and they did turn it around. They got better but not like Bama better, like not warranting of this kind of promotion better. There's certainly people he could have got with a better resume. I'm not a Tommy Reese fan when it comes to the product he puts on the field. And it could pay off on offense. Maybe he's an unknown, didn't have the personnel at Notre Dame. I can buy all that shit. But you're Bama. You don't have to fuck around and find out if he's any good at Bama. You wait and make sure he's good and then hire him. It just it made no sense, and then they go out and hire Kevin Steele, who hasn't had a good defense since he was at Alabama in, like, 2013. I mean, just awful. my He was a Miami defensive coordinator that gave up 500 fucking yards, 8.3 yards per play to Middle Tennessee State last year. That it's screams crazy Bama? When, It's crazy when you
1: hire guys you know because you know they're going to come in and run the system you they're going to Kevin still is going to run Nick Saban's defense if he even runs it at all, but he's going to, it's basically rehab, as you know, I mean, yeah. is he come, Kevin still coming to rehab his name and Saban's going to call it. It's it's going to be his defense here, Kevin install this shit right here. Uh, You're going to re you're going to fix your name and you'll be a head coach again. Uh, well, here's, a, here's, is about,
2: here's what is hilarious about Bama fans. They were up in arms at the end of the year. Bill O'Brien sucks. He's got to go. Pete Golding's awful on defense. He's got to go. Now, mind you, Bill O'Brien is a massive name brought in to run an offense, right? Pete Golding was the golden child of Nick Saban. They they got rid of both of them to bring in Tommy Reese and Kevin Steele. Any Bama fan six months ago would have been like, absolutely not. We'll take Bill O'Brien and Pete Golding. We don't want those two. Now they're like, oh, we trust Nick Saban. What's going to be the difference with Kevin Steele there? If it's Saban's defense, you think they're going to get better?
1: I don't know, man. It's interesting. I was surprised, man. I guess you know Kingsbury's over in Thailand buy, buying hoes up and bringing him over. Uh, he didn't want anything to do with it. I heard a, a few stories. He uh, he hit it big on some on some uh, trades on some stock, and I, I, I he's like, screw everybody. I don't need to coach right now, so he's just chilling. Um, I was like, ah, Saban will hire somebody, and I was like, dude, I hope Cliff. I don't really fuck with Cliff. I don't like Cliff, but uh, we don't get along at all. But I was like, dude, if you really want to be a head coach and learn, I was like, all right, go to Saban, be under him. Your offense will will, will, will kill it because of the talent you have, just like anybody. Oh, yeah. me, me and you go in there right now. We're going to have pretty damn good offense. Oh, yeah. And and then he learns how to be a head coach, which he has never done, and then you never know what he can do. He might go be the next head coach at USC or wherever and then go back to the league. Who knows? But I was like, this is an interesting hire right here. Uh, Matt Rule leaves uh, – Carolina he's at Nebraska I don't know much about the recruiting uh signing periods and how they're how they rank but he's suing the Panthers for five million dollars took them to arbitration um uh, what's Nebraska done in recruiting
2: I mean they're hotter than they've been in a long time and I mean yeah. the they, they they did well in the portal they're they're in on some big name kids that are going to be seniors in the fall uh most notably the Dylan Rayola kid the number one quarterback in the country the decommitted from Ohio State They're they're in it they're in the mix for him um I, they got a lot of momentum i mean didn't he, he hire did. his dad or something who matt didn't rule oh, no his, so his uncle was on staff before and and matt retained him i think he's a d-line coach uh that's the kid's uncle so and and the kid's dad played at nebraska played in the nfl for a while if you if you don't if you if you haven't if you don't know who he is you could you could google him on or youtube him and he's like one of the most dirty Offensive lineman in the history of the NFL, which I kind of fuck with. I mean, dude, that like stomped on people's ankles and shit, like just a fucking, really? just, yeah, oh yeah. Just, I mean, he got suspended, fined, all kind, all kinds of shit. But we'll see, we'll see how good the, his kid is. I mean, his kid's like two fifty five right now, so he might end up being a tackle, anyways.
1: <laughs> Damn. Uh, now let me ask you this: so all the buzz, Dion in Colorado, he's got these, he's you know, all the buzz is there, right? And and I see. Every time I look up, I see a, he, he signed a transfer from Jackson State. And I'm like, are Jackson State transfers really going to be good enough to get them over the hump? Now, he got a couple guys I hear. Um, kind of give me their breakdown. Are they are, they, are they well, real? Like, is this, I mean, a they, you know, it's going to, or is it kind of like smoke and mirrors with the, the transfers that he got? Are they really good time transfers? <laughs> or is, is it, I mean, is he like,
2: for perspective, and, and Matt can, can elaborate on it in more detail, because obviously he, no one really gives a fuck about Colorado football unless you're Matt and you played there. But they they were the worst college football team in the country. Right. So like you say, I'm with you. It's like, how good are these Jackson State players? Well, he recruited really well for Jackson State, so probably a lot better than what they have at Colorado. But can they win in the Pac-12 at like a high level? Not right now. Plus, we're putting a lot of weight on the fact that his kid is the real deal. I mean, his kid was a good player at Jackson State, but he handed him the keys before the kid ever even transferred to Jackson State, named him the starter, and it's like, well, we're going to find out how good his kid is because you know how it is. You can't win without a great quarterback, and I don't know that his son is that. Maybe he is, but they're going to have two really good corners. I mean, the, the number one corner in the country and two back-to-back classes playing at Colorado, so he's leveled up for sure, but I don't know if he's leveled up to the likes of Oregon and Utah and USC, but they're going to be better in year one. And that's what you're really looking for. I think it'd be
1: better, right? Just because of the,
2: yeah, you you, I mean, you can't not be better.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this though. Quiet is kept kind of under the radar. Everyone talking Dion and Colorado, Oklahoma's Damn. class quietly has moved into the top 10. I believe like number six of what I read lately. Uh, I believe everyone's focused on Dion and Colorado. Nobody really cared about a first year in Oklahoma, uh, being a bad one. Venables. Um, are you impressed or not impressed?
2: Yeah, I mean, they didn't make a bowl game in year one, mainly because Lincoln Riley just just stripped the cupboard and and stole all the groceries and went to USC. But they didn't go to a bowl game, and then and then Brent Venables has the fourth, number four class in the country. I mean, ahead of Ohio State. So th- it's impressive because they didn't have success, and he still had success on the trails. And that tells you that he's got a good recruiting staff, and, and kids are buying into what they're doing. Their, their NIL must be in a decent place. So just some... It's one of those things where you can imagine how good it could be if they win nine games. I mean, shit that I'm not even saying go eleven and one. They were they didn't make a bowl game and they finished top five in the country. Imagine if they win nine, ten games. So, you know, it's it we'll see where he stands in year year two, then year three, but it's definitely gives you some hope if you're a Sooner fan.
1: Now talking Ohio State, Michigan. Uh, those two are obviously going to be talking the town. They got to play each other again. Harbaugh stayed after it looked like he could have left at any moment. Uh, I don't know what the probation is going to be or sanctions or whatever for the fucking hamburger. Um, <laughs> but like, what? What have both of those schools done? Uh, obviously, I mean, Michigan's returning damn near everybody. Uh, yeah. Ohio State's got to replace a QB. Marvin
2: Harrison Jr., he's staying, or what is he going? No, he's staying. I mean, the the transfer portal window closed. There's another one that opens up after spring ball for 14 days. But that's the type of kid I always said, kind of as I learned this new transfer portal era, right, the Marvin Harrison Juniors of the world are on a smaller scale, right? Like if Pitt has a great player like Jordan Addison last year, those kids are leaving in January, right, because they already know. Like, they're the shit. They want a better opportunity, more money, whatever. They're leaving right after the season. These kids that are going to leave after spring ball are the kids that, like, damn, I'm going to be the backup quarterback. I want to find somewhere I can start. Like, you're not getting a superstar in May. Like, that's not happening. So, Marv is staying. Ohio State looks, I mean, they got to figure out the quarterback position. Both tackles left. Both tackles are probably going to be first-rounders, which is crazy. You have a first-round quarterback, two first-round tackles. Marvin Harrison Jr. was the best receiver in college football, and you still didn't win a playoff game.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's That's what I was saying.
2: But, yeah, but, but Michigan is a team to beat in the Midwest right now. They return everybody.
1: Is Let me ask you something. Uh, is Ryan Day, like, kind of on a quiet hot seat?
2: Oh, you, you lose to Michigan twice. They, people in Columbus don't know what that's like. They haven't lost to Michigan twice in a row since the 90s. So the fans have him on a hot seat right now. Like, is he actually on the hot seat? Not yet. But if he fucks around and loses to Michigan next year, three in a row, that seat is going to turn the fuck up. Ooh, is he like fireable? I don't think Gene Smith would fire him just because he's had success. I mean, you look, it's one of those things where they were one point away from winning a national championship, essentially, even though they lost to Michigan, they they beat Georgia. They're going to steamroll TCU. And so I, it's one of those things Like, what, what's the, the lesser of two evils? Like, yeah, Ryan Day, if he loses three in a row to Michigan, but he has them relevant in the playoffs, are you going to get better than Ryan Day? Or is Michigan just kind of on a on an upswing, and they'll come back down to reality? Um, the way Michigan recruits, it's interesting because I mean they had all the success they had, right? Beat Ohio State twice in a row, went to the playoffs twice in a row. They had the 18th best class in the country. Didn't sign a five star, not one. So they they they're doing a great job of developing kids and and kind of identifying NFL players that aren't maybe the highest rated recruits. But kind of the, the history has shown us that's not like a long term dynastic approach to college football. You're not gonna be a playoff team year in year out unless you recruit a top five class every year.
1: I, I'm just like, dog. Like I know he was one point away this year because, like you said, it makes perfect sense. He beats that, that. He beats Georgia, which they very well could have with Marvin Harrison stays in that game. I'm pretty sure they win that game. Um,
2: yeah, or just hit the field goal. <laughs>
1: No, yeah, no doubt. But I'm I'm asking though, like besides that, has he really come close, or did he just inherit a team that's kind of been kind of clicking on all cylinders since he took over, and he's kind of really uh, kind of almost digressed?
2: Yeah, I mean, he, I'd say it's 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 been about a plateau. I mean, they went, they had whatever your 2019, they lose to Clemson, probably one of the worst officiated games that I've ever seen in the playoffs. 2020, they come back and steamroll Clemson and then lose to Devontae Smith in Alabama. They they kind of they're they're that one cut below, right? They they run they run up against kind of a the, the best team in the country, undisputed, and they just fall short a little bit every time. So they're not quite there yet to go beat the 2022 Georgia team or go beat the 2020 Alabama team. They're not quite there yet, but they're still kind of the class of the Midwest outside of the two Michigan losses, I guess. They're still the team to beat. Even though they lost to Michigan twice, you come to the Midwest, it's not Notre Dame, it's not Penn State, it's not really even Michigan. It's still Ohio State. They're still the team in the Midwest that kind of runs the roost.
1: Yeah, I I agree. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Who... Uh, like, what big-time cats are out there that's been signed that nobody really talks about? I know Oklahoma, I, I don't know what they've done, but apparently they've been impressive uh, under Venables this, this offseason. Um, are they a team now that's going to do anything before they move to the SEC and just get
2: molly-whopped? I mean, the good news is they're delaying it <laughs> until 2025, so they got some time. And, and if he keeps recruiting like he's recruiting, I mean, he signed three five-stars. He signed a quarterback who everybody loves out of Texas. That kid will be a what a junior when they finally jump to the SEC. So he's got some leveling up to do on that roster, but he's got time. You know, they were pushing to leave, try to get out of the contract earlier. And the Big 12 was like, Yeah, fuck off. You can leave at the last possible second. Which if I'm if I'm Brent Venables, I'm thanking God. I'm like, Oh, thank God. I got some time. I gotta cause because they gotta build that roster up. They'll get, I mean, they'll become Missouri or or really they'll be they'll be AM. I mean, just not not really relevant, maybe an offseason hype here and there, but they got they got some work to do, but the way he recruited on a on a non bowl bowl game team gives you some hope that they might be able to you know have some recruiting success and at least compete in the SEC.
1: Hey, what what is uh what is a going to do anyway? They hire uh they hire uh, our man at, as an OC, Bobby, and I'm like, dude, that's similar attitude as Jimbo. They're both like egomaniacs, quarterback oh, yeah. guys. How is that gonna
0: work?
2: Well, I don't know if it can. The Jimbo's biggest problem is he's never given up the reins of the offense. And he just, the game's passed him by. And so I think it's one of those things like Urban Urban's done before where in the offseason, it's like he he realizes that is the problem, right? Then he makes the call. He's like, all right, I'm going to bring in Bobby Petrino. He's way smarter than me offensively. He'll run the offense. That shit sounds good. Until you get two big-ass egos in a meeting room, and one of them has a head coach whistle on. and He's got to get out of his own way, and I don't know that he's capable.
1: Yeah, I don't know, man. And, and and he's definitely gone if they don't win this year, right?
2: Oh, fuck. He has to be. I don't care. The buyout, I think, drops to 60 million now. But at some point they're gonna be like, fuck this. It's, it's it's worth every penny to get him out of here.
1: Who's your up who's your team that's that people aren't talking about that's gonna like either a SEC powerhouse, or not an SEC powerhouse, but an SEC team? Does Tennessee have any any opportunity to kind of be uh, a team in a playoff next year, or is it? Is there another team out there?
2: Um, you know like, team, uh, The team that I love is Florida State. I mean, they bring their quarterback back. They bring their big-time receiver back. They had a, a great year this year. And people forget Mike Norvell came in on the COVID year, right? So it was awful to start. He took over Willie Taggart's program, which you couldn't sabotage a program worse than Willie Taggart did. And on top of that, he gets hired and can't do shit with his team for the first six months. And so they finally have hit their stride. I know a couple coaches there. They have a great coaching staff. And they're kicking the, the other two Florida schools' ass on the trail every which way. And the ACC sucks. That's the best part about it, right? The ACC's awful. So they got to play LSU. I think it's at LSU or maybe neutral site. If they can win that game, I think Florida State's got a chance to have a big year this year and kind of reestablish themselves as a player on the national landscape. Is Clemson's run done? Fuck yeah. Really? Oh, I mean, Dabo made the right move. He fired his offensive coordinator, who was absolutely atrocious. But Dabo's not playing the game. He doesn't. He doesn't leverage the portal. All the shit they were doing through New Spring Church, all the funneling money to get recruits—that shit's legal now. So you don't have a leg up there. Like, and Dabo's just—he—he's always been out of touch. Now he—he he had a great staff. Most of those guys have left, and he—he he just keeps hiring interns to take over those roles. I mean, I remember I was down there in 2013, and this is back when texting just became legal again. And, and I was asking their, their coordinator, I was like, how's Dabo with recruiting? And they're like, oh, God, he doesn't text a single recruit. I'm like, how the fuck can a head coach not text recruits and you expect to get recruits? Like, it's not even possible. What, what are they doing at quarterback? Well, they got the kid, Cade Klubnick, who, <clears throat> you know, was five-star all everything, Right. And, and we hyped made. him up, Zach, and then I, oh, I, I started man.
1: seeing him late in the season. I'm like, I don't know now.
2: There's a trend at Clemson, though. The first game you play at quarterback is your best game. Hell yeah. And every game after that, you get worse. And I thought he'd have a decent year to finish out the year once they replaced DJ Uyangale. And he had a good first game, and then he was fucking awful. So the, the issue was clearly not DJ. C- clearly, it's the offensive staff. So I don't know. We'll see what this new offensive staff can do. The kid's talented, just like DJ's talented, just like Trevor was talented. I mean, the kid has talent, but we'll see what they're able to do with him. I just don't, I don't have faith in Dabo. He's not a real football coach. He's not like, I can't imagine him ripping a kid's ass. I don't even know if the fucking guy can draw up power. Like he's he's a rah-rah guy that wants to run down the tunnel, talk about God, and then go get pegged by his wife. I don't know. Like he's just he, he's not a real dude. I used to deal with him
1: years ago. I'm talking 708 Uh He was under Tommy Bowden at the time, and yeah. then uh, he 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 sent me a kid. Man, I recruited this wideout that that Tommy and Bobby at Florida State signed. A kid named Marquise Jones, fucking oh. uber talented kid. Man, out of South Carolina, I saw, I brought him out to Compton College. He was one of my big time wideouts. They both signed this dude. He signed an, a, a letter of intent to both schools on signing day. <laughs> now, I'm going to mind you, he did that shit with both both brothers. Bowden, I mean, Bowden and his son, Tom. So I'm like, damn. Well, that happened. That story, this is a hell of a story. That happened. NCAA says you can't go to Division One. You signed two letters of intent. So I get him to Juco. I dealt with, Dava was the wideout coach. Oh yeah, a young, wet behind the ear out coach. I'm telling you right now, he was a weird cat to just to, to interact with, man. To get that yeah. kid, bring him out to Compton. Signing day comes after JUCO, gets his AA degree. He signs with Colorado and Cal <laughs> on signing day, and I'm sitting there, homie. Are you? What are you doing? Like, there's no way you understand. There's no way that this really is real. And uh, he did it again, man. Great kid, though. But he was a freak. Uh, but it was it was weird dealing with him then. And then he, he gets the job. I'm just trying to go back to you saying he got pegged by his <laughs> wife. How in the hell did you go from being like this intern guy to a wide-out guy who had no say? And then one day, oh, Tommy, you're gone. You know what? You're the head guy at Clemson. Like he's he's his career just kind of was like here you go dog silver platter no. don't screw it up now he has taken him to a different level right he yeah. he he got him to a couple natties they had arguably two of the best teams in the last ten years in college football uh, talent uber talented but you've seen the digress uh, nature of their uh, kind of their their approach to uh, yeah, it's just
2: he I it really looks like to me he got pretty lucky with his staff. I mean, he hired a staff that they ended that up being, was, yeah. yeah, they ended up being really, really good. I mean, Brent Venables was was really the backbone of their success. He was the defensive coordinator the whole time, and his defenses were ridiculous. And Brent Venables leaves, Jeff Scott leaves. You know, he 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 loses his offensive staff, his defensive staff, and then his biggest problem was his come up. Right, he went. He's nerdy white guy intern became a position coach. Became the head coach, having success. And so he just, I think, feels like that's the the model. So he keeps promoting all these interns to become position coaches and coordinators. And it's like they're they're not all gonna be good. You're Clemson. You just won two national championships. Like, go hire a big time coach. Man. But he just, I, I really think he got lucky with his staff. And, and he got lucky to have Brent Venables.
1: No doubt. Uh Transferring over to the, the the man's league, professional league, uh, NFL, Super Bowl week, Radio Row in Phoenix, uh, Super Bowls in Phoenix, uh, Philly, KC just landed. Uh, Andy Reid, I, I love him to death. He looked old school as hell. He's still a bigger guy and all that, but he's got the suit from like the '90s on that T Mac wore to draft day, right? Tracy Mcgrady, oh, yeah. he got the baggy pants. He's got oh, more yeah. clothes than that shit. He he could he could wardrobe. Kyler Murray's entire fucking uh, with the extra clothes on his fucking pants. Uh, cats don't understand. That's how that's how it used to be. Uh, who you got in the Super Bowl, man? I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta ask. Everyone's talking to Mahomes. They're on the train. He's the best ever. Uh, Dan Orlovsky put him at number two all time already. And I'm gonna oh, sit there like, do you realize that this guy Rex Grossman has a better? <laughs> Rating in the Super Bowl than Mahomes. <laughs> does it, does it, let, me, let that set in, dog. I, I want this cat to set in. Rex Grossman had a better passing rating than fucking Mahomes did in the Super Bowl. And we're already putting him at number two all time. Get the fuck out. I'm just like, dog, he's thrown two touchdowns in two Super Bowls. <laughs> like, can we can we pump our brakes?
2: Um but oh, pump, your, your, your brakes doesn't sell.
1: I know, I know. I, I think the Eagles' defense is lights out. I think, yeah, uh,
2: yeah, I, I think it,
1: the Eagles' I've, own, I've I've been own, a defense is going to dominate.
2: Yeah, I've been a non-believer in Jalen Hurts and the Eagles all year, Me but too. It's, uh, it, it's tough to to stay on that train. I mean, not only is the defense lights out, Jalen Hurts has been really good, and he's he's proved a lot of people wrong. Now he's not out here dicing people up. I'm not going to make some claim that he's a great passing quarterback because he's not, but he doesn't need to be, and that's the reality of it. I, he's he's good enough to win with that roster and that defense. So I'm I'm gonna jump off the the hater train in Philly and I and, and I'm gonna pick the Eagles.
1: Yeah, me too. Uh I just I think they're gonna actually run the football um because of all the dynamics that Jalen brings. I think uh Chris Jones is unbelievable. I think he's one of the best D tackles of football. I just don't know if the whole D line can all show up. I, like without Chris Jones, they got another D tackle that's pretty decent. Their pass rush on the edge can be nullified with reading it. You know what I mean. Jalen Hurts is going to read the DN. They're going to read the, 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 the shade. They're going to read Chris Jones and a lot of things they do. I like what the Eagles do offensively. Their OC, I like him a lot. Um, he runs a lot of basically college shit that we've been running forever, uh, similar to what Baltimore does, has done. And uh, I think they're going to nullify, slow down the pass rush at least because of what they do. It's like the Chiefs having to face you know, Baltimore all over again. They're going to have to face read option, RPO, triple. Um, they're going to have to read uh, deal with that. Jalen, I don't believe he, he was bad throwing the football in that uh, title game against Frisco. Uh, and they
2: still dominated. I mean, I know Sanford lost yeah. their quarterback, yeah. but I'm telling you, he doesn't have to be a great passer with what they do. He just doesn't have to be.
1: Yeah, you you, you're right. He don't and 120 yards. They beat him bad. Obviously, the Niners hurt the quarterback and all that. But I I don't know, man. Uh, I've been with you like that. I'm like, fuck. I can't jump on this Eagle bandwagon. Uh, But they just keep winning, man. They keep winning, and it's like fuck. But that's like to me, it's like dog. The NFL is watered down. I'm like, why is the NFL so average? I'm looking at these teams. Like none of these teams are really just unbelievable. But yet. We got to pick one. Uh, I'm probably going to roll with, with the Eagles, too, but I don't know. It's going to be interesting, uh, to say the least, on this thing. Who uh, who you got, man? Um, who you got next year? Are you going to any spring games or practices or not?
2: Yeah, I'm going to go down to Florida State, I think. Um, the offensive coordinator is a good friend of mine, and like I said, I'm high on them, so I want to I see it in person. I want to see how good they really are. And I might bounce around to a couple other places. I, I just – we haven't really done that since I got out of coaching, but I think this is the year to kind of get back into just going and watching shit. Like, I want to see it in person. I'm tired of reading all these dumbass fucking people t- try to tell people about how good this person is or that person is. I want to go watch because it's obvious they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Are you gonna do?
1: uh, <laughs> hey, no, It's fucking it's, it's true. These cats on TV too. Oh, my oh god, unbelievable. Uh, are you gonna? Are you gonna do
2: like shows like Buzzing with the Boys type shit? Yeah, I got. I, I bought a fucking school bus. <laughs> did you really? I did. And now I got to. I got to let the weather turn before we get anything done on it. But but we're gonna we're gonna create a little mobile studio, and we'll see. I I've never dr- driven a school bus long distance, so we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how that goes.
1: You gonna hire a driver?
2: Fucking a, I might. I don't feel like driving that bitch to fucking Tallahassee.
1: <laughs> That's cool. So you're gonna do kind of like what they do uh, on a mobile set. Set.
2: Yeah, I think it's sweet. I love. I mean, I love that show, and there's a couple. Mobile shows like that, I think it'd be cool to just have that aspect, right? Go on the road for a show or two here or there. Maybe go to some games, tailgates. It'd just be good content and, you know, interview some drunk chicks at tailgates and get them to say stupid shit, show their tits, whatever.
1: <laughs> did, did you did you do that, like a real school bus or one of those, like,
2: the box van type? No, it's a real school bus, like a big-ass uh, school bus. You can find them out uh, on... Cheaper down? We fell into it. Um, w- there, there was a private school in, in the, the suburb that I live in that shut down. It like went because of COVID, it went under and they were liquidating everything. And I knew a lady that worked there and she was like, I gotta get rid of the school bus. I was like, How much you want for it? She was like, Five grand. I was like, Fuck it. Couldn't write the check fast enough. What? Like, Here you go. And it runs. Oh yeah, it's in good shape. I mean, that thing's worth way more than five grand. They were just trying yeah. to get rid of it. They were trying to liquidate everything and get money to the, to a bank or whatever the fuck they had to How
1: do. How old is this motherfucker?
2: Like, I mean, it's probably uh, six years old, seven years old.
1: Oh, it's a new bus.
2: Yeah, it's not. It's not old. I'm telling you, it's. Oh, bro, it's, oh, it's
1: lucky shit. as shit.
2: Like you got uh, you
1: got you got you got to wrap that bitch, graphic oh, yeah. it up.
2: Oh yeah, all of it.
1: Oh, dude, you do a whole graph. I got a guy that wraps those things, like does the wrapping, like like your logo behind you. You can wrap that yeah. bitch. Up, you know. Yeah, like a,
2: like like the buses at bowl games.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. that for should sure. be tight.
2: Um, man, so where you? What do you got for Super Bowl? Where are you watching it at? I don't know yet. I I, I haven't figured it out yet.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm. Gonna, I'll. I host a little party every year, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna host it here. I'm gonna go down to Phoenix, I think, for Radio World the last few days. Go. I gotta go on a few shows and then. Uh, and now I, I'm announcing another deal this week, uh, with Tim Brown, um, hall of famer. And then, uh, we're going to do a little thing in, in uh, radio row. And then, uh, and then I'm going to come back Saturday. I'm gonna hang out with Pat Perez, my boy. He's just coming back from Saudi Arabia today from the live. And then, uh, he'll be there all week. And then they go to Mexico, I think. And then they're like in Tulsa or something. So I'm gonna come out there and watch him on tour, but they, uh, I'm gonna stay with him for a minute and then come back for Sunday's game and, and have a little, uh, smoke some uh brisket and uh hang out, fucking drink. I don't know. That's pretty much what all I do.
2: Yeah, that's pretty that's pretty much all I do. I'm not a I, you know, I don't I don't go out much. I'm just have people at the house like like you cook some food, <laughs> drink, smoke a cigar, talk shit. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: um, man, I'm sending you that shit. I'll send I'm sending you a few things. So, uh you you should hopefully get it before the Super Bowl.
2: Hell yeah, that would be awesome. I appreciate
1: you that today, so Hey, man, keep killing it. I appreciate you coming on. I got, like, fuck, man, I got, like, 20 guests this week. I got, like, uh, I got this Major League Baseball pitcher coming on uh, after this uh, for the Texas uh, Rangers, and then I got, uh, shit, I got a bunch of guys, NFL guys all week, current and former, and then I got some NBA guys. I'm going to ask them about these fights. Alex Englishman, man, joining me this week, uh, old school guy. I'm going to talk to him about NBA fights. Uh, what's up with this? Have you seen all
2: these NBA fights? Yeah, a bunch of crybaby bitches want to fight it's unbelievable. I'm like, dog. And it's not a fight, by the way. It's never no, a fight. I no. want to see cats
1: out there like, da 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 da. Like, these cats can't, they don't understand how to fight.
2: I just want to see them. I just want to see that shit happen against like the Ben Wallace Pistons. Like, they could get, they get the taste smacked out of their mouth.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, Like, just like cats that nobody ever knew about that really didn't, they never wanted to talk about. Anyone on that Piston team that came off the bench that never really played were like scrappers. Oh, yeah. They would have choked shit out of LeBron. Oh, fuck yeah. Hey, Chris Reeves said he's in Columbus. He'll be your
2: driver. There you go.
1: Done. Hey, man, I appreciate you, dog. Enjoy the week. I'll hit
2: you up later on. All right, cool. Appreciate you, JB.
1: Hey, man. Zach Smith, join him on Minister to Sports. We got to actually pack one, man, this week. Taylor Hearn joins me at 7 a.m. here in about 20 minutes. We're gonna have Rashad Jennings, former New York Giant, Jaguar, and Raider running back, will be joining us. Uh, also, Matt Mecese is gonna talk Super Bowl here uh, in a little bit, and uh, we're gonna talk about a bunch of things. Talking about NBA though, uh, John Morant apparently his brother's been suspended. NBA probed incident involving associates of the Grizzlies. John Morant red laser trained on the Pacers team members. Now I'm just I'm just tripping on. How do we, how is this continuing to be a thing? I'm just tripping. I'm just tripping on how this, but guess what? I've been telling you, John Morant got some shit bird in him. Nobody wants to listen. Nobody wants to listen. He's got some shit bird in him. Trying to tell you guys. Uh poll question. Why are there so many fights in the NBA out of nowhere? That's the poll question. Why so many fights in the NBA li- lately? your drop, drop your comments in the section below. Um, I got to, uh, I got to be honest, man. I got to, I, I want to ask, is this too much or not? Cardi B, uh, on the red carpet. Um, if you're getting see,
2: hey.
1: Is Cardi B doing too much tongue kissing on the red carpet? Like, I don't give a shit. I just really don't. I don't really care. But a lot of cats are, uh, up in arms about, uh, apparently about her tongue kissing. Uh, It's some weird, dog. These rappers are some weird cats. I'm going to be honest. It's getting weirder and weirder with this rap game. Uh, I got to be honest. Uh, I've been, it's been weirder and weirder, dog, uh, lately with these rappers. They're either getting smoked. They're either getting weird shit like this. Uh, I don't know. It's getting weird. Bart Scott goes on how soft we are. I love what he said. And then Trent Dilfer talks about how great they're not. Uh, You guys saw that video. Um, I shared both of those. Um, And then Kobe has been quoted by saying, I play every game um, because people and their families came to watch me, spent their money. Um, But what do I know? I've been saying this for quite a while. Um, this is the world we are in. We mediocrity is the new excellence. Mediocrity is the new excellence dog. That is what it is. Mediocrity is the new excellence and y'all accept it. You roll with it. You like it. And it's sad. Um, Taylor Hern will join me. He has a fascinating story. Story. Uh, he's a pitcher for the Texas Rangers. He'll be joining me here, uh, in about 15 minutes. Um, can we stop with the sequels? Lucy, can we stop with the sequels 30 years later? I don't wanna see Top Gun 2 30 years later. I don't wanna see these shows coming out 30 years later. Here's another one, White Men Can't Jump.
0: But how much cash do you have on you? Did you not bring enough money to cover this game? I brought like 80, minus 60. Oh, ow, oh, ow, oh. You ready? Already. What's up with your boy? He's almost done. Like-
1: I can't do it, dog. I don't want to see these no name, no buddies in a reenactment of White Men Can't Jump, an all time classic movie. Some say top five or ten. <sighs> Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai is a different situation. Cobra Kai is a series they made that kind of bring the two together that you don't really get you didn't really see the different the different side of Johnny compared to Daniel. Like they make Daniel kind of out to be the shipbird in Cobra Kai and he looks soft and weak and an asshole, right? And then it shows Johnny being more of a real cat I like Cobra Kai. I'm going to be honest. I'm a Cobra Kai fan because of how they built it around the, 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 show, this, the actual movie. This sequel shit, Top Gun, 30 years later. White Men Can't Jump, 30 years later. Do we not have any new original content? Do we got to keep making old school shit and reenact it? Like, why are we doing this? I don't know. I don't get it. Uh, blows my mind. I don't know if you guys have seen Tom Brady and the Golden Girls. Have you seen this? Uh, he's with his cheerleaders from his rookie season, um, dog. I don't know if you guys have seen this movie. That's probably why he missed practice during the year, nine days or whatever. I haven't seen this movie. I refuse to watch it. I don't know. This was just a joke. They said Tom Brady with his cheerleaders from his rookie season. I don't know what Tom Brady's doing, um, and. Yeah, and then LeBron's in a remake of House Party 2, uh, that or whatever House Party. That looks horrible. It looks worse than Space Jam. Uh, everything LeBron's touching lately seems to go, go to shit. <laughs> they couldn't even get Kyrie. Um, but anyway, uh, TikTok, come on over live to YouTube. I got uh, Taylor Hearn, pitcher for the Texas Rangers, joining me here in a minute. Uh, we got Jason Whitlock this week on the show. We got uh, Sean King tomorrow, former NFL Buccaneer quarterback, uh, Tulane grad, uh, who's been on the show before. Um, we got a star-studded lineup all week long. Chris Jones joins me tomorrow, the head coach for the Edmonton Elk. I got to say Elk now. They used to be the Eskimos CFL head football coach, uh, will be joining me tomorrow. Um, we got a lot of guys. Rashad Jennings, uh, shit. NFL players all week long. Come on over to YouTube Live all week. Peace. Um. I've been good. Up three days in a row. Haven't been banned on you on TikTok. Uh I gotta ask you guys one question though. Uh I gotta ask you about this. Uh what is this?
3: Did
0: you see how he arrived oh, today? Oh yeah. wow, that is it wow. Is oh, please. Oh man. Uh, I'm gonna need someone to directly send this to my email.
1: I love Richard Jefferson. Um, Richard Jefferson's funny. He said, I need somebody to directly send that to his email. Dog, what is that? I I just got to be real. What is that? I I just, I'm confused. What kind of shit is that? Like, can I know what that is? Like, what kind of, why are we dressing that way? It shows me, dog, that you are more focused on how you look getting off a bus than you are playing. And that's clearly the case uh, in Kyle Kuzma. Like, I, I'm just confused, dog. I am confused as what the hell's going on. Um, new study, Bree, Lucy, uh, baby girl, all you women in the room. I just want to break some break news. I want to break some news. This is real. All right. I'm letting you know. Women find the dad bod more attractive than the ripped cut up bod says yell professor Bam breaking news bitches that is what it is check it out you got to fuck with me on this this is the new thing women like the man bod the dad bod I don't believe that one bit <laughs> I do not believe that one bit, Lucy. Uh, Bree, give me some insight. I need some. I need some takeaway. I, there's no way that's that's real. I don't know how many people did they take? Did they take the girls from the Tom Brady show? Did they did they ask these women? Um, because I don't I don't see uh, this right here being attractive for women. I don't know because there's no way. One day I'm not gonna come out. I'm not going to come out one day and say, you know what? I like the 600-pound life bod more than I do that Cardi B ass. (laughs) Uh, Come on, man. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way. I ain't doing no. Yeah, there's no way you guys, I haven't seen no, uh, there's no way that you guys are attracted to the dad bod. I just can't see it. There's no way. There's no way. Uh, John Morant, I think, has got some shit bird in him. Um, if this is a real thing, he's come out on Twitter and basically said, y'all put my name in your mouth, you don't know shit, da What is he supposed to say, by the way? Is he supposed to say, oh, yeah, my brother did it. We put a red light on the bus for the Pacers. Like, what's he supposed to say? Yes, I did it. But anyway, there's reports out there. We don't know the story, so I'm not going to say I know anything. All I do know is that there's been some funny scenarios between him, Zion Williamson. Uh, When is Zion going to play? Like, I'm confused as to how many uh, fucking excuses are you guys going to make? How many excuses are you going to make? Uh, I just got to be honest. How many excuses are you guys going to make about Zion not playing, not being available? I'm just confused. I, it blows my mind that I got a DM. You don't know shit. Zion weighs 330 pounds. You don't know what he does. Dog, people are really making excuses as to why he's not playing every single fucking year. Like, he's 22 years old. The only fucking issue that should be discussed, the sole fucking thing that needs to be discussed, the only thing that we should be talking about is, why is he not playing at 22 years old? Period. Why is this cat not playing at 22 years old? I'm just being honest. I got to I gotta know. I got to know. See, everybody wants to make excuses as to why he's not playing. Fuck all those excuses, dog. I'm tired of hearing your fucking excuses. You're 22 years old and getting paid uber amounts of money, and you're not available. And you sit over there with a shitting grin on the sideline. We see you dunk all fucking practice long, and yet you're not playing. And I'm just like, dog. I don't care what the excuse is. I don't want to hear it. The only truth of the matter is you're not available. You're not fucking available. That's the bottom line. I don't want to hear shit else. But you know what, dog? This is the world we live in. This is really the world we live in. It is uh, It is kind of what we are in. I got to show you this, this video. This kid and his homeboy talking shit at a Denver Nuggets game. He gets molly-wopped in the stands. Um, And then, after he gets his ass beat, there is no humility no more with these kids in this generation. I got to be honest. There's no humility. People don't even take an ass-kicking no more and come back and humble themselves. They don't. It's fucking unbelievable. And... uh this kid gets his ass beat, and then he goes on Snapchat. What is it? Chat snap? Chat, s- chat snap? Whatever the fuck it is. Snapchat? And talks shit after everyone saw you get your ass whipped, This is America. Just so we're clear.
0: Hey, See am gonna go there. yeah go I'm gonna go go to go go go
1: go go I'm I'm to i going
0: to go
1: First of all I don't even know how to address it This is number one Number one is You got a white boy and a Mexican Or white I don't know what they are Saying the n-word Like they are black Number one Like they have a past Number two First of all, you got your ass beat. You're a wannabe. This this is the problem. I see these cats every single fucking day. Why are these fake ass wannabe fucks walking around after they got their ass beat, talking like like that's what do y'all call it? A flex? Now that's their flex? <laughs> you gotta be shitting me, dog. You got to be shitting me. This is like, this is unbelievably secondhand embarrassment at an all-time high. I am embarrassed for these cats. I got to be honest. Uh, They deserve to get their ass beat again straight up from what they posted on that Snapchat or whatever the hell you call it. Dog, that is America right now. Like, it blows my mind. Uh, that was in the playoffs last year. I just saw the video, uh, apparently, but, oh, my gosh, dog. I I don't understand. I really don't. I don't get it. Um, I do not get it. Um, I like how Trent, what Trent Dilfer said. Um, Taylor Hearns joining me, uh, pitcher for the Rangers. Got a fascinating story. Uh, but I got to show you some more dumb shit before he jumps on. Um, Disneyland, right here in SoCal, Disneyland, Um, this breaks out. Again, this is America right now, men hitting women because they're too scared to hit each other. They don't want to fight each other. They're pussy as it gets. They are as scared as I've seen anyone be in the last 30 years. We like to talk to men, hit women. See back in the day, we talked to women, hit men. It is completely different. Um look at what happened at Disneyland. <laughs> Dog, if that's not the most, if that's not the most pussy shit I've ever seen in my entire life, if I've never, if... <clears throat> oh, no, why do that, that ain't no young, those aren't young cats. Those aren't young cats. Uh, They look older to me, too. I'm just talking about pussy in general. These cats are pussy. Hey, Coach Davis, I was about to say the same shit, dog. Grandma got off the scooter. And uh, I got to be honest. I got to be honest with you. Uh, I got to be honest with you. Uh, TruPac said, man, don't make me watch this again. It's embarrassing. Uh, Dog, I got to be honest. (laughs) This is the cold part about it. They are out there. This is the cold part about it. These cats are hitting women. Grabbing women's hair like a woman would grab a woman's hair and have no hands. Did you see the fucking horrible display of hands? <laughs> I gotta be real, too. Everybody that's in this chat that says, man, that video is four years old, coach. For you to know that and watch these videos on social media in absorbing amounts like you are is a fucking travesty, homie. Do you guys do anything else productive other than watch TikTok videos and send them to me? If it's four years old and you know exactly when it was, where it was, and how it was, like, dog, get a fucking life. Go work, motherfucker. Go to Walmart or something. Holy shit. Is this real? Do you know every fucking TikTok video? Some of you cats kill me. Um, oh man it's unbelievable how about old boy sets up the dude like he's gonna hit him and then hits the woman (laughs) dog that's the that's the world we're living in bro there's no example for these kids what do you mean uh i can't wait to talk about Jonathan Taylor news. Uh, He may be a Ram. I'm hearing a bunch of different rumors. Also, where is Bernard Hopkins setting to go? Where is Bernard Hopkins going to go? Can't wait to discuss that. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about uh, a few other things uh, in the third hour of the show. Um, Yeah, we do. We make it on... Bravo said, but how we make it on the internet? I don't know what that means, Bravo. You got to give me some more insight on that. Is that fucking English, Bravo? Um, I don't know what that means or what it is. Uh, Taylor Hearn's going to join me. Uh, he's joining me right now. Uh, right on the bottom. Make sure you follow him on everything. Uh, fascinating story. Uh, can't wait to hear his story and hear his side. Um. Taylor, what up man? How you doing? Uh Uh-oh, he's muted. I think you're muted. There you go. You hear me? Nah, you muted. Let's see. Are you on a phone? Maybe remove it and come back. It might start over. Uh, Taylor Hearn, uh, pitcher for the Texas Rangers, uh, joining me right here. Um, gets his stuff right. That's the thing about doing live shows, man. When you do it, you got to, you know, it's hard when you don't know anything about technology. Cats come on on a phone or a laptop or a cell phone, whatever it may be. Yeah. Uh, but it is what it is uh Kyle Georgie, you you ordered some shirts man send me a uh send me a message let me know when and i'll see if i can track it for you um and uh send me an email the coach jb show at gmail send an email to me and give me the track give me the order number and uh i'll track it for you um uh, i hate to hear that sometimes it's slow i'm i'm tell you right now dog Mail has been horrible this whole year. Mail has been some of the worst I've ever seen in my life. The mail has been bad, um, bad, bad, bad. So I don't know why or what, but it is what it is. Um, yeah, the Coach JB show um, email. Send that. Send it there. Um, Taylor, trying to get set up. Uh, appreciate everybody hitting the like button, subscribe, become a member. Taylor, I got you. You there? None <laughs> Maybe you need uh you got a laptop? Um he's trying, so uh appreciate him. Uh, um Yeah, uh Taylor's joining us in a second. He's getting his shit figured out. Um, lots to discuss. I got I'm gonna talk about uh Jonathan Taylor. Rumors he may be a Ram. Um, he may be a Ram. I got a former Ram uh all decade team um joining me this week as well. Um Tayoka Jackson, if you don't know who that is, played for the Rams a long time, uh, had a great success, all decade team. He's going to join. Me. We're going to talk about the Rams and if can they pull off a big time move like that and getting Jonathan Taylor, uh, Bernard, our, uh, Bernard Hopkins. I always think Bernard Hopkins, uh, boxer when I hear about, uh, Hopkins for the Cardinals, the receiver, uh, where does he go? And then why is nobody taking the Arizona Cardinal job? Why? Why is nobody interested in the Cardinal job? I think I know why. Because one reason Hopkins is wanting out, the other reason is your quarterback and your cap. So there's a lot of uh, there's a lot going into that deal. So I just want to be clear: Arizona Cardinals is not a good looking job right now, quite as kept. Um, but we'll see. Um, Taylor's trying to get his his stuff figured out. Um, I'm going to put this up here right now. Where do you want to see DeAndre Hopkins play in 2023? Where can he go? What fits him? Who fits him? What is the what is the situation? Everyone's saying, put him with Lamar Jackson. Why? You want to see DeAndre Hopkins not catch 50 balls? Like, why? I, I don't understand. Where, who wants to see DeAndre Hopkins with Lamar Jackson? I don't. I don't. So I'm confused as to that. Um, I like the Giants. Um, I don't know if he wants to play. I don't know if he thinks Daniel Jones is an established enough passer. I don't know if that ends up. I think Aaron Rodgers is a Raider, dog. I think it's it's a done deal. Um we got a star studded lineup this week, man. Do not miss it. Let everybody know. Jason Whitlock joins me on Wednesday show. Uh, him and Steve Kim. I'm gonna do uh we're gonna all be on at the same time. I think that's gonna be very fucking interesting. And uh that'll be Wednesday morning show. Uh Jason Whitlock will join me. Uh tomorrow I got Chris Jones. I got uh I got uh head coach with Edmonton uh Elks CFL team. I got him, I got a. Uh, I got quite a lineup uh, this week, to be honest. Um, Tayoka Jackson, former Ram. Um, if you don't know, uh, Jatire Carter, uh, old lineman for the Bears, starting O lineman for the Bears will be joining me this week. Um, got a lot of folks to are joining us, dog. It's going to be interesting, to say the least. Tony Mioki, a tight end, played in the NFL for a long time. He's going to be joining me this week uh sean king tomorrow uh sean king tomorrow uh former quarterback first quarterback uh as a rookie to take his team to the title game nfc championship game with the bucks back in the day if you don't know that um it was a trivia question i threw up in our discord slap nation if you're not a member go be one today um so that was interesting um uh, i gotta be honest too uh If this happens, Jonathan Taylor to the Rams, um, does it help the Rams? Yes, but the Rams need a lot of fucking help. I don't know how the Rams are going to get him. I don't know how the Rams are going to get him without giving up a lot of shit. A lot of shit. Um, I don't know how that's going to work. I really don't. Um, So it's going to be interesting um, to say the least, so. Um, let's see. Give me two minutes. Let me try to help Taylor out real fast. Uh, give me two seconds. I'll be right back. And I told you about this fucking MVP thing in the NFL. It is a popularity vote, whether it's good or bad on or off the field. Let me break it down. Aaron Rodgers won the last two. Why? Because he's controversial off the field. Plus, we know he's the best ball spinner on it. Lamar Jackson that year was a popular guy. He came in ripping it, running around, freak of nature, all that shit. But we knew he wasn't gonna win no real games. Anyone, guys that I know, guys that I know knew he wasn't gonna win no meaningful playoff game. But they gave him the fucking MVP. Steve Nash beat Kobe Bryant twice for an MVP in the nba you don't think it's a popularity vote you think steve nash deserved it over kobe fucking bryant and then they played in the playoffs that same year and kobe fucking ripped his ass in a seven game series and dominated him but yet steve nash got the fucking mvp it is not the best i'm just telling you so We're going to see the issues that you're gonna see when Lamar Jackson All right, all right, all right, let's see. Uh give me one second.
3: um let's see taylor i got you yeah we good oh we good brother we good. We good. <laughs> my bad my bad man I had, to, I had to switch to one of our uh laptops oh it's all good where you at man the locker room Nah, i actually just changed i'm in one of our coaches' office right now oh okay so you bet you about to get re- you about to get going yeah i'm to start lifting probably in the next like hour and a half really so so you guys springs training starting soon yeah i leave uh sunday our first workout day is the 15th in arizona
1: oh damn all right you're already back at it right now so it's it's uh it's full go oh yeah
3: yeah you're gonna you, you you gonna you gonna come out this year or what
1: man i gotta come check you out
3: i gotta yeah. come check.
1: You. you're not too far from my I'm, I'm i'm about a three and a half four hour drive from arizona so I'm, I'm going there this week for the radio row for the super bowl and stuff so um i'm gonna go check it out but where you guys uh spring training at
3: we're in uh surprise arizona
1: oh okay that ain't yeah that's on the way from my house man so Man, interesting story, dog. You, so you're a JUCO cat.
3: Yeah, I was, yeah. With, uh, San Jack. Jack. Mm-hmm.
1: so you from Cali right here?
3: No, I'm from uh, from Dallas, Texas. Oh, you
1: from Dallas and you came out to San Jack to play baseball? Yeah, San Jack and uh Houston. Oh, San Jack and Houston. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. So there's the same we got the same one out here in SoCal too. So um so you played JUCO and then you went to what, like Oklahoma Baptist or something?
3: Yeah, NAIA.
1: Okay, hey man, shit. I, I, I think everyone, people don't realize, man. JUCO cats have. There's a reason. Uh, cats stick together coming from JUCO, man. More or less, cats don't realize that struggle, man. Shit. Nah, uh,
3: it's a, it, it's a, it's a different animal, man. I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. Playing JUCO actually got me prepared and helped me out playing minor league baseball because it's the same thing, you know, on them long bus trips and. Hell yeah. Uh, it's the same thing in the minor leagues. I think the longest bus trip I had in the minor leagues was I think probably like 13 hours. So yeah so that shit is juco dog that's hey you've been in the league for a while
1: you got you interesting interested story you got drafted your senior year by the pirates i think uh and then you got drafted what four times
3: yeah i got drafted at a high school uh i got hurt didn't even pitch in high school went to juco uh got hurt i only pitched four innings and got drafted by the reds in the 36th round went back to juco for another year um didn't really i was still injured got picked up by the Twins in 25th, didn't sign then, and went to Oklahoma Baptists, got picked up in the fifth round by the Nationals.
1: Damn. So let me ask you this. Uh, you played uh, last year. You were in the starting rotation. Um, what's your expectation this year coming back? What is this going to be, or what, 12th year in a damn?
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> It'll be my – yeah, my fourth year, my fourth year with the Rangers. But yeah, uh, yeah, I'll be in the bullpen this year. And plus, man, with like we got we got some nasty dudes this year. You know, Degrom, uh, Evaldi, Heaney, we got Martine, and we, we got some uh, got some dudes this year though.
1: You guys, you guys got lofty expectations uh, as far as making a run this year.
3: I think so. I think so. I, th- I think I think for sure we're gonna surprise some people, and then uh, you know definitely going to have to have to pull up on us whenever we come out to Cali.
1: Hell yeah, I got I, no doubt about it, man. I appreciate you. Uh hey, you were uh you were a finalist for the Roberto Clemente Award. Uh you do a lot of stuff, man. I was I was peeping you out. Um what was that like? I had I had I had Walter Payton's son on, man, Jared Payton. He does the Walter Payton Award. He hands that stuff out. It's kind of a similar situation. He does a lot of things for these guys. Is uh is it is that like a lofty uh thing just to be mentioned in that um mm-hmm in that class for like, as a, as an award for, uh, with Roberto's name on it.
3: Yeah, man, it's it's huge to be even uh, honored and nominated in that type of thing, you know, and that's something I never really, that was never my goal doing community work. You know, it was just something I just, I just like helping people. You know, I I feel like the platform that God has given me, I got to be able to help people out and be able to reach back and help. So, and I, I enjoy it, you know, I enjoy having baseball camps and, putting on tournaments and just helping kids. And then fortunate enough last year, I took kids on a shopping spree to Dick's Sporting Goods and Walmart as well. And then fortunate enough, one of the ladies on Christmas uh, week, I did it for Walmart. Those happened to be all the gifts she got her kids. You know, they, they couldn't afford it. So she got $700 worth of gifts or presents for free. And that's uh, kudos to you, man. You you guys' guys uh, your manager
1: this year, Bruce Bochy, He's uh he's won he's had success uh how's how's that is it, is it is it something you guys look to every year that you guys make a move like that as the players the locker room you guys look at who's been hired and then you're like oh good or like fuck or what how do you like look at that
3: <laughs> no guy guys are actually hyped up you know uh, with me being a lifelong Ranger fan to be able to play for a guy that you know, won the World Series against the Rangers, you know, it's good to play for him, you know. And he he's a big guy, first off. I mean, I, I he's every bit of like six three, six four. So <laughs> he's the tallest man I've ever played for. So I'm excited about that. Really? One. Yeah, yeah.
1: So he brings a presence.
3: Oh, big, big presence, big presence.
1: <laughs> so you guys already met you guys have already had like a bunch of different meetings with the guy and stuff like that. Is it already full go as far as that goes administratively or
3: yeah we have we have and then uh, our pitching coach Mike Maddox he uh he lives down here so he, he's in here almost every day working with us and in here on our bullpens and stuff like that. So we're already getting that good communication and kind of getting revved up. And I talked to him about the schedule for spring training and, you know, what's expected and and everything. So it's kind of, it's a little different this year, a little bit old old school way. So I'm excited to play for that though.
1: Damn, that's nice. So I got to ask you, man. So you're a lefty, right? Yeah. So you got, you, you, you come out gunning with the lefty and then you come out and do this. What's cracking with the rodeo, man. I got, I got, I got, I got hip to the rodeo. That was a bad picture on, on my end. I, I, <laughs> I found a shitty-ass pixelated picture. Uh, let me ask you something. So I took my players, man, in Kansas. I took them to the rodeo, and I had all these brothers from all over the country. And they're like, Coach, what the hell is this, man? I'm like, dog, you're about to learn some different culture, motherfucker. you <laughs> about to learn the that these other cats is, is – is, you're in a town of 9,000 people that aren't used to cats like us. Yeah. Like me from L.A., cats from Georgia, New York, whatever. Um, what what got you in that? Something you grew up in or something you adapted to?
3: No, I grew up in it. So my grandpa was the first African-American to go on a rodeo scholarship and win a, a first time event in tie down roping. So he's yeah. like he's like the Jackie Robertson of like tie down rope. So, really? he's, yeah. So um, he did that. My dad. Uh, did that and, and his three brothers and that, that was the first sport I did, you know, and um, I literally, I just got done um, coming back from Tulsa yesterday from doing some rodeo stuff up there, commentary up there. So that was a lot of fun, but yeah, man, it was that growing up, it was rodeo, baseball and football. And that was really? it. Yeah,
1: man. I, I like Tulsa I I, I took, um, I took my, my players down to Tulsa too. Tulsa, like Coffeyville, uh, Kansas has a yeah. big, time one they got a big one too we took some cats down there and then when i was at garden city man on the western side of the state in kansas that's like huge rodeo so Do you like rodeo they have rodeo team and shit i didn't know that was a real thing we didn't have it in independence but they had it in the other teams in our league like fort scott and garden city uh, i think butler huts all those jucos they had rodeo um san jack had it too probably right
3: Nah, they didn't. But a lot of a lot of the JUCOs, a lot of the schools in Texas had them, you know. And and be honest with you, if baseball, if I didn't feel like baseball was gonna be it for me, I was gonna be doing, I'd, I'd be doing a, I'd be a professional rodeo guy right now. Really? Yeah, I would. Hey, how tall are you? Six six.
1: Are you? I knew you was tall. I was like, damn, <laughs> six six lefty on the mound got to be intimidating. You, you was with, uh, you were with the Rangers. This is, is this your second stint with them or first?
3: Uh, my fourth season with them.
1: Fourth season, but like yeah, your first yeah. time with them all in once. You never were there before.
3: Yeah, yeah. I got traded over here in 2018 from the Pirates.
1: So you were in Washington, Pittsburgh, and now here. Yeah. What What's your favorite so far? Back home.
3: <laughs> yeah, no this 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 been this been great. Uh, get a chance to work out at our own facility, get to stay at home my own bed. You know, yeah, and you know as well. Like at the end of the year, everybody likes to pack up their stuff, and I'm like, man, I got to pack up nothing. I just go straight back to the crib. I'm good.
1: No, uh, no doubt. You you ain't too far, um, too far away. That's cool. So you're in the you're in the fourteenth draft, right? The two thousand fourteen draft? Uh
3: fifteen.
1: Fifteen draft? Yeah, so yeah, 15. you gotta explain to my fans are going crazy. You got drafted four different times. So so explain the draft process in baseball. It's totally different than football and shit that I'm used to. You get you got drafted out of high school, what, by the Pirates?
3: Yeah, by the Pirates. Pirates
1: who uh, drafts you how? Just out of high school. A team tr- takes you to what? Minors or what?
3: So, um, yeah, so if I would have signed out of high school, I would have – obviously, you're automatically going to go straight to the minor leagues, but I would have definitely started off in rookie ball because that's where they sent a lot of the high school guys. And baseball baseball is different where, you know, I ain't got to – you don't have to declare for the draft. Like, you know, they talk to you about round and bonus and all that type of stuff. And, you know, I, I'll be honest with you. Whenever I got drafted by the Reds my second year, I was asleep on the couch. I was, I was knocked out. So I didn't even know about it until, like, my, my agent called me at the time. And so it's a bro, it's it's a crazy process because baseball used to be 40 rounds and now it's only 20. So it is definitely definitely a lot harder to get drafted now.
1: Damn, 40 rounds. Mm-hmm. God damn. So you get scooped up by the Reds, you get into the once you're in that like circle, I guess you call mm-hmm. it. Like that's what it is in the coaching world, I guess in the NFL too. Um, you're kind of in there and then you get kind of thrown around, right? Is it kind of mm-hmm. how it works?
3: Yeah, it, it, it's a, you, um, it, it's a definitely, I wouldn't say a culture shock, but it's just, uh, it's just like, it, it, it's a job now, you know, you, you going up against cats that are playing in the, that from Dominican, Venezuela, you're playing against some of the top high school college kids you've seen play on TV and you know, they're up here throwing 95, 97 and you know, I'm, I'm trying to compete with them guys and trying to take food off of their table, you know? No doubt. Who, uh, who's the guy you see? First of all, let me ask you this,
1: Houston, they win it. Um, Dusty Baker, man, I know him pretty well. I know, I know Dusty decent. Being a Cali guy, uh, see him at a lot of events and shit. And, and uh, I was rooting for him to win one, man, because he gets a bad rap. He never won one, and a lot of people are talking shit. I know, in the in the competitive nature that you're in, you're like screw Dusty Baker in Houston. That's our state rival. Not only. Uh, uh did they win one we got it you're chasing ultimately what they just got done how how is that now in the, in the same state you're chasing the the defending world series champ is it like a uh is it a added pressure to the rangers or is it something you just like you know what it is what it is uh we got to do us
3: no, it, it definitely it is what it is. I mean, obviously, we're always trying to chase them uh, because they, you know, they, they've they always been known to have a good team, especially them winning the World Series this year. And, uh, you know, just like you, I got a chance to really get to know Dusty a lot um, this ever since he came to Houston and been here for the last like three or four years, but man, that they're, they're, they're a really good team. I mean, they're always a team that's always trying to add. I mean, this year, I mean, you think you would think like most clubs would be like, Oh no, we good. We won the world series. No, they went and got, you know, Jose Abreu, a really good hitter. And you know, they got some more guys over there as well, but I mean, we're always trying to compete with them because that's always the we're always trying to win that silver boot. You know, they've been taking it from us the last couple of years. So
1: hey, it, it seemed like your GM opened the pocketbook up. Dog, you guys got some legitimate guys on the mound. Uh, are you guys going to try to you, you guys now on paper could compete with Houston's pitching staff? It looks like.
3: Yeah, no, we can, we can for sure. Uh, I think from top to bottom, we we can definitely compete with them. And you got to look at like Seattle as well. Seattle's also a sneaky team that they always give us fit. So you know they're obviously reloading. So I think our guys kind of got tired of it and said, yeah, I think we need to open our books up these last two years and try to you know do some.
1: No doubt. You're old school dog like me. I got to ask you, like these cats now, these young cats, they're starting to dress like wearing this shit, uh, Kyle Kuzma and shit. Dog. I, <laughs> I don't know what the hell that is. It, it, it looked like some old uh, cat got hit by an a, a, a airbag in the car. But what – dog, ba- I don't see baseball cats really tripping like that and doing it. Is it because you don't really – NBA cats are just getting so much damn social media airway and, and shit like that, and then the time of the year – do y'all dress like that? Hell, no, no,
3: no not even close. They, uh, hey, hey, I <laughs> just like you said, I like, I got a, I got an old school approach with it, you know. And a lot of guys like they obviously are flashy, but they, they, they do it the, the right way, you know. And I, I, I mean, shoot, coach, if you ever see me wearing something like that, you get a picture. You got every right to blow me up on social media. I'm, I'm letting you know right now.
1: <laughs> hey, I already know, though. Real recognize real. I was like hey, Taylor wearing that shit. Like, no, no,
3: no, no, <laughs> oh, not even close.
1: What What's your take on Kyrie to Dallas?
3: Man, bro, so I'm excited for it. Uh, I know a lot of people ain't fans of it, but I'm looking at it from, like, a – I'm obviously a basketball perspective, but, man, yeah. bro, I I, I, th- I think it's going to be huge. Um, I, I still don't really understand. I understand why people ain't, ain't really for it, but I'm like, bro, that ball that dude can ball out. Like, I mean, we – you know, he's – He's a wizard with the ball, and I mean, you you gotta admit, anytime anytime he's playing, you know, you always locked in. You're like, man, I wonder what are Kyrie gonna do today, you know?
1: Nah, no doubt. I just don't. I think he's a shitbird. That's my thing. Like, yeah. I think the cats a shitbird. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I, w- I, w- I get. You gave up some pretty decent, uh, decent guys, I think, which I think actually is gonna help KD now in in Brooklyn. Like KD, yeah. they were balling with Dinwiddie back in the day before they traded him. Yeah, okay. no,
3: nah, dude, I was I was a big fan of Woody and Dodo as well because, uh, like, Dorian, man, he's locked down defensively. I knew for a fact every time the Lakers, anytime they played LeBron, they would always stick him on him. He'd always be able to play good uh, defense yeah. on him, you know? So I'm like, dang, like, we're going to be giving up 140 now and then also scoring 130 as well? So it's like we're we going to have to see.
1: Everybody thought he was going to be a Laker, dog. And,
3: and and and
1: obviously I was like, I hope he don't because I'll never watch a Laker game again. Um <laughs> I just don't know if he's a, if he's the only thing that like Mark Cuban finally said. All right, we're gonna we're gonna get a guy that can go with Luca. But I'm like, dog, I don't know. I can see in two weeks Ky- Kyrie asking for a trade to the Lakers. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, dog, this cat is never happy. That's my problem with him. That's why I wouldn't have traded for him. But uh, I saw a lot of cats kind of upset. Like in the NBA, uh, like man, I wouldn't have gave up what they gave up for the cat that is kind of a cancerous uh, locker room guy. But uh, you know who knows man I don't know. <laughs> you, uh,
3: you 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 a lakers fan
1: i grew up all la man lakers dodgers uh you know kings hockey uh i don't i never like clippers i never liked the angels because they're like not la like angels is orange county the clippers used to be in orange county they used to play at the pond next to angel stadium um so i grew up a laker dodger uh ram old school ram fan um And uh, then I started when I started coaching for the last 20 plus years, I'm like sending guys to college in the NFL. It's like, you know what? I'd be I I stopped. Stop watching it as far as like rooting for a team because I got players now that are playing. So I'm like, I don't really have a team to to root for like that. But I don't know. Um,
3: You grew up what? Dallas fan, Texas? Cowboys, Rangers, Mavericks, Stars. Oh, you did like me. Just home rooted. Yeah, well, well, the crazy thing about it is uh, a lot of people don't know. Like my grandpa used to pick the referees up from the airport and take them to the Cowboys game, so that's how I got a chance to meet Darren Woodson and a bunch of these guys. So then it was just it was our automatically like rooted in me, you know. Really, uh, yeah.
0: six
1: six man, you had the did you play other shit in high school?
3: Nah, man. So I played it was baseball, rodeo, and football all the way up until I got to high school and I stopped. And it was a strictly baseball, rodeo. I took uh, <laughs> I kind of. I had a had a concussion uh whenever I was in eighth grade. And I, I was like, man, that was the uh, that was the last straw for me.
1: Did, so what'd you
3: play? Quarterback. Really? Yeah.
1: Lefty dog. Uh, hey, so listen, let me add two things. So when I was at Compton College, I was I was a player, I was finishing up the Major League Baseball. They put in this uh Daryl Strawberry's brother, uh who who uh who I know well. He uh he's he's the ground screw guy he was a grounds crew guy there with the major league Dodgers and angels put a bunch of money into Compton college. And they made uh, like the minority uh, kind of workspace with unbelievable baseball facilities on a horrible campus at Compton college. We had the worst facilities in the world. And then they throw this major league baseball uh, facility right on campus. And they tried to promote black players, like American raised black players to play baseball. Like, is that a big thing right now? Is is are you seeing any influx um, or because people think that all oh, all is all cutting? no, there are actually a lot of Venezuelans and and, and 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 different races that are black. People really think that oh black? no, nah, baseball is kind of shorted on real black players, right? Americans? No, it is. It is.
3: And and that's something uh, we started uh, during COVID was we started the, I don't know if you've seen it, but the players alliance. And that's where like all the black baseball players of old and and new have gotten together. We started to try to help promote that. It's actually been helping out a lot. And just like you said, like the numbers, the numbers have been decreasing, but they're slowly starting to get more and more guys. Just the biggest problem is we run across baseball so expensive though. And I kind of been trying to tell parents like trying to help educate them about it was like, hey, like you guys need to stop seeing it from this is a, a, a expensive side. This is more like an investment for your kid, you know, and it's like stop looking at it from like, well, you know, we're going to try to stay local. And I'm like, well, you stay local. You're not going to really help yourself. Like you got to be able to go play other kids in other, you know, other states and stuff like that. Because I said I went to three tournaments the year that helped me get drafted. You know, and I'm like, you got to do that. Like, stop looking at it from like, oh, we paying three grand for this. I'm like, no, nah, like you, you, you always talk about your son wanting to play in the big leagues and stuff. And I'm like, you ain't doing the right next, right steps to get him there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's and plus it's people don't realize it's a short lived life, right? Like this is a short lived like you could be in and out like this football, baseball, basketball, any professional league. Um, how many guys are on your roster on a baseball roster active
3: uh we got 40 man roster and on the active roster is 26
1: damn 26 dudes on an active roster and you know you're fi- you're finning for somebody's trying to take your spot right every day all the
3: time all the time, and then and there's always guys getting drafted and you got all the guys on miley trying to push up there to get it as well you know so it's it's always it's always guys trying to come, and then they always trade for guys. And you know, sometimes that that's out of our control because you know that's just the organization doing that. Look, I know you're
1: a humble cat, and I could just sense it. But let me ask you something: Is there like a guy on the mound that you dominate on the in, in the batter's box? Like, is there somebody that you just you you don't you don't even, and you won't have to say dominate, but somebody that you've kind of uh, had success over? And then who who have you not had success, and you hate to see on get in that box?
3: It's you know, it's real tough to say um, who I had success over, because anytime if I ever for some odd reason felt like I had success against a guy, I would always get humbled. And I feel like baseball is a sport to where like it can humble you real quick um, guys that probably the tough. Honestly, the toughest guys is like Mike Trout. He's he's tough. Uh, Shohei Ohtani. Uh, a sneaky one is Michael Brantley. Uh, I think that guy, that like I, he, I truly think he don't get enough credit. That dude is the really? most calm dude I've ever seen in the box against the Ast- like with the Astros, and he, he's such a, he's such a good hitter. He's not trying to he's not trying to do too much. Um, Altuve is another one. Um, let me see who else. Um, so, so you said who'd you say? Jose Altuve.
1: No, before that.
3: Oh, Michael Brantley.
1: Brantley, so. Cause I heard somebody was telling me. Um, uh, I was at an event, and they were like, He kind of has that Tony Gwynn sense. Like, he's, oh, yeah, he's smart. He no,
3: he's real, he's real smart. He's,
1: he's real all you know, right, left. He's a hitter, he's more of a hitter than a swinger.
3: Thousand percent, yeah. And, and that's that's that, that's what makes him a tough, tough guy. Like, whenever, um, as, as wow. many times I've I think I maybe struck him out maybe once or twice, but he's always a guy that's never trying to. He 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 never gets out of his approach. You know you see you see a lot of hitters that kind of get out of their approach, try to like get a little too aggressive. Michael's Michael takes the same swing on every pitch, and like it's it, that that's a dude that's like tough tough to get out.
1: Nah, no doubt uh, six six on the mound, man. That old school Randy Johnson uh, like vibes, right? The people had like, the people come to you ever and like man, you're a hard read off the mound. I mean, it's got to be different than a lot of cats coming off the mound, especially. Uh, obviously, being a lefty, we all look at lefties and Southpaws is like uh, aliens, right? We're looking like, man, lefties aren't, a, there's not a lot of a, a lefties no more. Uh, the people come up to you and be like, man, you're a hard fucking out hit.
3: Yeah, I have. I've had uh, the probably, probably the biggest thing I get is like people are, like, when they're facing me, they're like, the ball jumps on you a lot quicker because I got that long reach. So I'm always like, I've tried to use that to my advantage. Like, no, I ain't got the Randy Johnson sidearm stuff, you know, where I can back, you know, make the slider look like it's behind you, but I'm like, I'm trying my best though. Hey, you've avoided, you've avoided a
1: lot of, uh, unfortunate mishaps like injuries. Uh, we're seeing that all the time. We just saw Brock Purdy quarterback, uh, possibly have to get a Tommy John type of surgery. Um, is that is that like uh is that like just the the in the locker room is that something that people just are like they you avoid even talking about it
3: uh I wouldn't even I, I mean partly but like it, it Tommy John has became such a common thing in baseball now like it used to it used to be where people were scared of and now it's just like oh you got Tommy John all right cool so you are gonna go get your surgery you are gonna come back throwing five miles on harder you know what I mean but sometimes sometimes it works like that sometimes it don't because um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know how it is out there in Cali, but I know there's Texas kids that, like, parents have actually been trying to get their kids to have Tommy John at, like, 13 or 14 years old just so they can throw harder. You know what I mean? I'm like, what type of advantage do you get out of that? Like, there's no guarantee that's going to happen. And to be honest with you, I, I, I strained my UCL in 2019, and I did the Tommy John stuff. That right there is some of the toughest rehab I've ever, ever done in my life. Really? Yeah, yeah.
1: Dog, we're in a – we're in a mediocrity is the new excellence era. I'm just being honest. Like we think that the kids now are holding kids back. Parents are holding their kids back two years just so they can reclassify. I mean, so it doesn't make, it doesn't shock me at all. You told me that cats are trying to, to, to do some shit like that. And, and, and re let's, let's, let's operate on a non-operable arm that has no injuries. And let's try to make this cat uh, like bionic. Like yeah. I'm, come on yeah
3: and, and you know what you know what else is crazy our our um our doctor i think he was the first one to start this but they actually do this thing called uh he like puts a brace on it now to where now tommy johns uses like 12 months it only now it only takes him like six months like it like holds it and it actually makes it a lot stronger because that, that's just where medical is right now so i'm like you know now it's like do you want to sit out for 12 months or do you want to set out for six to seven you know and and take that chance
1: no nah, no doubt uh Hector, one of our loyal fans, he loves baseball. He's a he. He wanted to know if uh, what's your transition like from a starter to the bullpen. Um, what is that? What is it like? Is it more <clears throat> mentally or physically uh, an issue?
3: Mm, I'd, I'd say i say it's more more physical because um, starter starter you kind of get a little bit more time to warm up and stuff like that. As a bullpen guy, I I, I don't have time to sit there and throw. 12, 15 pitches in the bullpen to try to get warm, you know, it's kind of like when they call down, like, Hey, you get your two batters away, like you got to get ready. So I got to throw five, six pitches and get warm. So it's kind of, it's definitely a different mentality because you're coming into a situation in the middle of a ball game. Like most of the ball games I came into have been like bases loaded or, you know, that type of situation where it's like, it's a lot of pressure, you know, and you kind of like, Hey, like I I don't have time to try to feel for pitches. I got to sit there and try to come after guys. So I really, I really enjoyed it, man. And, And I'm a, I've never looked at it like a bad thing. I've always just been like, hey, I'm just trying to do whatever they need me to do and, you know, w- whatever, whatever it may call for.
1: Did you, did you, did you have better numbers this year in the bullpen than you did as a starter?
3: I did. I did. It was, uh, it was weird. Um, I kind of, um, I kind of had figured some stuff out that I kind of wish I had. Uh, known or just just kind of done as a starter or you know if i if i could do it over again i definitely would keep that same mentality but you know i'm i'm definitely open for it and hopefully hopefully i get another chance at it if not then hey i'm like they're you know they're paying relievers pretty well so i'm like hey i'll I'll do that as well
1: you've been in the league what nine 10, going on ten years or however long you've been in the league like is this a part of it like i'm chasing a ring a i'm willing to sacrifice or am i chasing the bag because of the market price has just been driven so high across all sports. Obviously we got receivers in the NFL quarterbacks making 500 mil pitchers, making a big, I mean, hitters and major league baseball, obviously been setting the trend for a while, as far as the marketplace, as far as all pro sports, but is it chasing the bag now? Or is it, is it, is it winning that ring and, and, and being a one percenter,
3: man, that's, that's tough because there <laughs> you want to do both. Right um i will say this though i'm i'm always i'm i'm open for staying at home you know and I, I i like to you know the fan base here is great um you know i get to eat my texas barbecue uh i get to eat my water burger as well and uh, i get to sleep in my own bed so i'm like this it's, it's kind of tough to 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 leave you know
1: hey man there's a trend there's this big thing there's a big debate going on with this water burger versus in and out shit what, what what what's going on i i think the water burger menu is but the burger, come on, In-N-Out burger is better, dog.
3: Well, well, real question is, what'd you get at Water Burger though? Patty melt. Okay, you gotta, you gotta get. Don't get the the burger's good, obviously, but you gotta get that honey barbecue chicken strip sandwich meal. That's I get, what I heard. Yeah, that's what that that's what I get. And if I'm really hungry, sometimes I get a burger, but that's my that's my go-to. And man, I had um, I had In-N-Out whenever we were out there in LA two years ago for the first time, and I was like, all right, let me just see what the hype is about, and I was like. I don't really see the big hype in it. I'm like, this is a burger. I can get a McDonald's. So I'm like, man, this is.
0: Really? This no. This
3: ain't nothing.
0: <laughs> in
1: and out, though, you got to know the menu, too. It's kind of I different.
3: do. I, you're right. You're right. I don't I don't know the menu. They so. got, like,
1: hidden menus and shit. Because they only got three things on the menu. And then you got to, like, find the hidden. Like, they got four-ply, six-ply, animal style, all this different shit. A lot of cats don't know. Like, I, I know they just moved one to Texas. They're in Texas now, right?
3: Yeah, they are. They actually got one in my. Um, they're starting. They're starting to pop up all over. They just put one in my hometown. Um, but yeah, I mean, hey, I, I there, there must be something to it because every time I drive by it, uh, anytime I go home, like it's, it's a lot of people out there. So I'm like, maybe, maybe I'm missing something, you know. So yeah, I, I, I need dog. you. I need your help to educate me on it. Uh,
1: in, the In-N-Out line, dog, is I won't wait in that motherfucker. That shit's too long. Yeah, the line is too long at Waterbury. I mean, at uh, In-N-Out, dog, it, it's unbelievable. Like it ain't. Now, that's what I will agree. It ain't no food that good to where I'm going to sit in line for an hour and a half. Even if it's Chick-fil-A?
3: Huh? Chick-fil-A? Hell no. Dang. You like Chick-fil-A too? I do. You know what's crazy? Chick-fil-A is one of the one places where I can sit in line and I'm like, I know it's going to be a quick line because they work quick. So I'm like, I'm all for that.
1: I just, I I need that real. Like, I'd rather make me a chicken sandwich at the house. (laughs) I know it's fine. Like, I don't know, dog. That, this fast food shit. What about what about Cane's?
3: I'm all for it. I love it. I'm so I'm a I'm a big lemonade oh. person. Hey, I'm a I'm a big lemonade person. So we got raisin Cane's down here, and I'm I love it. I love it. I was like, dog. I, I So I've
1: never had it. I've never been in line to have it. I've never ordered it. I've never been to a Cane's. Somebody brought me some, and I'm like. This is what that two-hour line is? <laughs> I'm like, you out of your mind. I'm like, there's no damn way I'm sitting in a fucking line for two hours to get this shit. Like all they like it. fingers,
3: right? You didn't like it.
1: Hell nah. And not <laughs> like button, dog. The best chicken fingers in any city, I don't care where you go, dog, is a titty bar. <laughs> Best titty, best chicken fingers in any city are, is at the t- – find me a titty bar, I'm going to find me the best chicken fingers. <laughs> I don't care where it is. You're going to stand by that. I'm going to stand by that, dog. <laughs> I'm gonna, I've had some of the best chicken wings and fingers from a titty bar over any other – and I don't got to wait in line, and I get to see some ass? Hell no. Nah. <laughs> hey, hey, let me ask you this, dog. You grew growing up. Was your favorite baseball player a hitter or a pitcher?
3: Oh, it was a pitcher. It was uh Dontrell Willis. Dontrell Willis and CC Sabathia. Really? Yeah. And then uh hitter-wise, it was uh Michael Young.
1: It's crazy. I got I got to hang out with both of those guys. You just mentioned Cece and Dontrell. Dontrell's been on my show. I talked to Dontrell quite a bit. Um, uh, we've become pretty close. He's a good dude. Um, he, he told a hell of a story on my show about uh, you know, he was the pitcher that Barry Bonds was trying to break the record on. And he struck him out and Barry Cape gave him a bat afterwards and they talked. And then uh he was like, Man, that's just something that was huge. Uh, but it was a good, it was a good show, it was a good interview with him. Um, since then we've become close. That's interesting, man. You don't hear Dontro Willis' name being dropped as a, as like a, somebody that people look up to. That's that's pretty
3: good. He was bad,
1: he was a bad motherfucker too.
3: No, people people forget about him, man. Hey, every so every time, every time uh the Marlins, uh, and even whenever we went to Detroit. Anytime they came down to play Texas, I my parents always made sure to give me tickets. Damn. So I was, I was a big fan. Like, and and it's just like him, CC, David Price. Uh, I got the, I got, I caught Randy on the tail end of his career as well. But like, it was just guys that like I that I emulated, you know, and I was like, man, like I really see myself as trying to be like those type of guys. And fortunate enough for me, um, I've gotten a chance to know CC pretty well. And been able to pick his brain, so I'm like, man, that's one of the best, you know, top left-handed pitchers to play the game.
1: I'll probably be with him this week, man. He's 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 always at the waste management um, and, and and in Phoenix the, the golf tournament. Now that the his boy Pat Perez is one of my good friends, he he's not he's on the live now, so he ain't in there, so he won't be there. Um, we won't be there, but I know CC goes. He's a good friend of the owner of the club that they all belong to, Silverleaf uh so he's always there golfing man so I, that's how i've kind of met him and hung out with them um are you golf here and there i used to golf when i was young they called me Wiger wood dog <laughs> hey i i used to be good man and then look i go out and fuck with Pat Perez and john Rahm and all these pro golfers and shit out here in phoenix or in scottsdale and i'm like so i used to be good and then you go out there with these pros dog and you just like you shrivel down to nothing, though. You're like, fuck this. I ain't Look, playing. I don't you. even. I don't, don't even. Sniff cigar, it. homie. I can't even light my cigar before these cats are already up and down. And I'm like, dog, fuck. Hold up. <laughs>
3: hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you have that because I, uh, I don't, I don't golf like that. Like I, I, you take me to top golf, I'll drive with you all day, but I can't golf to save my life, man.
1: Hey, that shit is like, what do they say? Uh, and it's like probably like pitching too. Like you probably miss by that much. And it's a home run. If you, and if you make it, if you miss that much, it's a strikeout. Like same thing, dog, you could right over the cup. That motherfucker go 30 feet past and it'll take you four putts to get it back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, what do they say? So, so very close yet so far away.
3: Yeah. Yeah. What's the, what, what's the, uh, what's the best you shot?
1: Man, back in the day, I went in high school and shit. I was pretty good. And I was just a football player I, that my dad used to have me swing. And I had a natural swing. I was, I knew it. I was good. Like, I don't know. Like, I shot like a 72 once um, in high school, um, like at a shitty municipal course, but I never took it serious. I never kept playing. And I used to be long off the tee. I used to be straight. I used to be a good long putter. I was horrible short putter. That's what hurt me. I was so impatient, dog. I was like, my ADHD kick in, dog. I'm thinking about football and shit, trying to make a putt. You know what I'm mean? saying, and yeah. that's, that's what that's what the the real is. I was like, I'm too, mm. I'm too, I'm too go, go, go for golf. Yeah, like that's what it is. Like I'm ready to like, I light a cigar. I want to sit there and chill, especially nowadays. I used to have a dip in a cigar and whiskey. Like fuck
3: it. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: hey, you, you
3: go if you're gonna be at waste management, I'll see you out there. To- are you going? yeah 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 i'll be uh i'll get out to az on sunday oh really yeah you there for the super bowl yeah i'm gonna try to see what's see what's going on i'll see uh maybe maybe we can go do something if you uh if you're not too frustrated from being on the greens
1: hell yeah no doubt uh <laughs> no doubt um yeah because i'm a radio rose this week there and then uh start today they're probably there now and then uh I'm probably going to go Wednesday or so. And then uh, I'll be out there with my boy, Pat Perez. I'll be in Scottsdale. So, yeah, I'll I'll definitely. I'll hit you up and get your cell, and then we'll chop it up.
3: Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
1: Hey, man, I appreciate you coming on, man. I wish you the best of luck. And like I said, we'll stay in touch. Hopefully get together this week.
3: Yes, sir, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. I appreciate you. All right, no problem.
1: Please, Taylor Hearn, (laughs) chop it up. Uh, Appreciate him for joining us. Matt, we got a star-studded lineup this week. We got a lot of people coming in. Uh, Matt McChesney was was on, and uh, we had a time conflict. He, uh, he'll he be back on tomorrow. Matt will. Um, I apologize. I fucked that up. Um, so I told him that. Um, will He'll be back on tomorrow. Uh, we got Chris Jones, head coach, CFL Edmonton Elks, uh, joining us tomorrow. And uh, Sean King, uh, former quarterback, joining us tomorrow nfl man we still got an hour and something left uh i can't even believe uh can't even believe uh yeah raising canes is fucking horrible uh it's one of the worst things i've ever had and i'm like people stand in line this long for fucking this shit chicken fingers dog um there's no way no way uh Zach Smith so far joined us. Taylor Hearn. Um, appreciate him joining us in the second hour. Um, Hector, I tried to get you to call in. It was, it was too damn hard to get you the damn link while I'm running the show. So can't wait. I'm, hopefully this show blows up. I can get some damn people running the show uh, from uh, from the backside. Uh, so I don't got to do the show myself like I do the show myself. Uh yeah, Hector, I might get some I might get some football. I might get some baseball heads on here, man. I don't know. I, I got a lot of baseball fans that actually play in the major leagues. I, I'm gonna try to bring some more guys on. Um I actually do have uh, quite a few contacts of Major League players. I'm gonna try to fuck with that. Um I might have to do that one day. Um we'll see. Um we'll see. We'll see. Um, lots of disgust still left. I'm gonna talk about this uh Kyrie to the Mavs. I'm gonna give you a full breakdown on that. I'm gonna talk about this Pro Bowl. I'm gonna go into uh the Bart Scott talking about trading jerseys, swapping jerseys, all that soft pussy shit, and then tie that in with Kyle Kuzma looking how he does. And uh is 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 Jonathan Taylor going to be a Ram? And where does Hopkins land? And why is Arizona such a hard fit for a coach? Uh, I'm going to go grab me some coffee. I'll be back in four minutes. Don't go nowhere. Pound the like button. So here's my top five fucking of all time. Tony Gonzalez is the premier tight end in my generation. Not only did we play against each other in high school growing up together, his old, his older brother was actually one of my JUCO tight ends. His name is Chris Gonzalez, by the way. Went to Huntington Beach High School. Grew up right up the street. We played together. In the, we actually played each other in high school twice. Um, He also played basketball when I for his high school. We were obviously the number one team in the country in basketball. He was a great basketball player as well. Played at Cal Berkeley with Jason Kidd, um, Tremaine Folks, another good friend of mine. He was on that squad. Uh, Ed Gray, another LA kid. That Cal team was great. I think they lost in the Elite Eight uh, to Duke. I want to say or North Carolina. But that, that Cal team was really good. Tony Gonzalez was a problem in college basketball. could have played in the NBA. Uh, I don't think he would have ever had the same career, obviously. He would have just been a big bulky power forward in the, in the NBA. You know he's six, six, uh, probably could you know at that time. Um, but he was a great inline blocker. He was a great pass receiver and catcher. He always and also was uh, he did a lot of things that tight ends at that time were not willing to do. Uh, but Tony was a all around tight end who holds most records and he played longer. That's one of the reasons I cannot put Gronk in there. I do think Gronk is probably the most talented tight end to play the game, but I don't put him there because I think he's played 11 years. He's only 33 years old and I don't think, You can put him as the best already. I think he scored in three of his four Super Bowl victories. Um, But anyway, Ozzie Newsom is my number two tight end. Ozzie Newsom redefined the position. He is what the Antonio Gates of the world, the Shannon Sharps, all those guys became later. Ozzy Newsom also a friend of mine who who was the player personnel of the Baltimore Ravens for a long time a guy named Art Perkins who played running back for the San Diego Chargers LA Rams actually was a Compton College alum who was a coach at Compton College who coached my coach who also allowed me to come into OTA's and mini camp with the Ravens way back for a couple of days All right all right all right um uh, Appreciate everybody. Um, Yeah, golf's different, dog. Golf is a different deal. Um, So what's your take on the Pro Bowl? Uh, New poll question. Did you like the Pro Bowl or not? Um, First of all, I got to be honest. No offense. I I always want to say no offense before I offend you, right? Don't you hate that shit? No offense. And then offend the fuck out of somebody? Well, I'm going to fend the fuck out of you. Anyone that liked the Pro Bowl, either A, never played a lick of football in their fucking entire life, or B, are just soft pussies by nature and think that that is how football should be played, or C, um, are just so fucking bored that you would go to fill the stadium, in Allegiant Stadium in Vegas, That stadium was jam-packed to see some fucking dudes pull a sled, see Derek Carr in shorts, by the way, threw a pick in the flag game. That's how bad he is. You throw any rush at him, that motherfucker throws a pick. (laughs) But what do I know? And who the fuck thought that was good football? or interesting or fun or fucking competitive. If you really thought that. And if I have to hear Eli Manning, who I love the Mannings dog, I do. But Eli had to sound like the worst coach of all time, trying to coach up some guys. He couldn't even talk. He couldn't even talk about football to these guys. It was bad. And I know he knows football. It just was bad as a coach. It looked bad. i huh? be real. Um, it, it 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 was bad, dog. It was bad. I gotta be real. Come on. That shit was horrible. Um, don't talk to me about no fucking Pro Bowl. That shit was horrible. Um I don't I don't wanna fuck his name up, but if you don't, if you know who he is, he's a starting guard for the Bears. Uh Jatire Carter. I don't know if it's Jatire or um Jatire. I gotta ask him. I'll find out before I butcher his name. I hate butchering people's name. Uh, he's going to join me this week, uh, starting left guard for Chicago Bears. Uh, Tayoka Jackson, former Ram, uh, Rams all-defensive team. Uh, he'll be joining me this week. Uh, Chris Jones tomorrow, head coach for the Edmonton CFL team. Jason Whitlock is going to come on live uh, Wednesday. Uh, Steve Kim is also going to jump on with him towards the end of the show. That should be fire. Um, lots to discuss. Tony Yoke. Fuck Mo All right. I don't want to fuck his name up. He's a tight end in the NFL. Played tight end for a long time. Uh, He'll be joining me this week. Uh, Sean King tomorrow. uh, Former Buccaneers uh, quarterback. Talk to him about his beef with Keyshawn Johnson. Uh, I don't think it's beef, but I love how he snapped back at Keyshawn. Um, Can't wait to hear about Sean King and uh, his time. Last Chance Q, uh, we'll be having an uh, episode. This We're going to have a few this week breaking down the quarterbacks for the Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes. Sean Salisbury and I are going to be breaking that down all week long. So stay tuned for those every evening. Uh, make sure we'll be live every evening watching those two. Um, Kyrie Irving is a maverick. Uh, I, I don't know what your thoughts are. I do not know what your thoughts are on this shit. Uh, let me get back to the chat. Um, uh, Kyrie Irving is a maverick and you know what, to be honest, listen, I'm gonna be straight real with you. I do everything myself for the most part. I got a few people helping me. Derek is in the chat, helping me. Steve Mack helped me for a while. Uh, a lot of you guys that have helped me with the show. I can't thank you enough. Um, having said that I do most of all this shit alone cause I don't have the capital to pay a team or the revenue stream to pay a team of guys. So I'm looking for cats that want to come help out uh, to come help out, uh, grow this brand and the channel and the show. And in doing that, it's hard. You got to do all this shit yourself, kind of find your own guests. That's the point of this whole conversation. So I got to go find guests. And it, I'm shocked. I, I truly am shocked at how many cats actually have hit me up to come on the show. And I, it's an honor for me. I'm like, shit, hell yeah! You know, even, whether I know you or don't know you, uh, I didn't know Taylor Hearn was. You know what I mean? I'm not a baseball guy like that. But I I, I looked into a story, and I'm like, a JUCO guy uh, makes sense that he 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 likes me. And then uh, obviously I like him now after getting to meet him. Especially, uh, it seems like a cool dude, old soul. I like I like to have old souls, even if they're young, on the show. So I might have a decent A list guy here and there, but I'm not Pat McPhee. I'm not fucking Rogan. I'm not getting these A list cats. And I and I, and I don't have the show's not big enough anyway to even have these cats on yet. But I do get the John Daly's and the and the in the and the Brian Erlachers and the Dontrell Willises. And um I think I could get certain guys. T Mac is I'm in I'm in discussion with Tracy McGrady on getting him on and a couple other guys. Uh I'm going to try to get Danny Green on Um, a bunch of different things, a lot of different things going on. Um, But I got to do that myself. So just so everyone's clear, I don't go after a big A-list guy just to say I had him on my show either. I really don't care. I want guys that resonate with the crowd and the audience, the guys that you guys are about. You guys have been on the, a lot of you OG cats have been here since I started this show two damn years ago, basically, even though I've changed the names. Um, I like to get guests that are real and that I can conversate with and talk it up with and chop it up with. I don't need no fake cats. I've had those guys. I've had a few fake ones on and I'm like, oh, hell no, I'm not doing that. So I like to have real ones on that. Don't necessarily Pac-Man Jones. We don't have to agree to anything. We talk all the time, though. Pac-Man and I get along on all facets of life talking shit. Um, we disagree on certain things as far as the the, the young player uh, compared to what it used to be, what it is now. And he said that on the show. I said it on the show. That's what it should be. But Matt and I, Matt McChesney and, and I go back and forth on different shit, right? We don't have to agree. I think it's great conversation but i'm not going to get no fucking guy just to say oh jb you had no so the conversation could be sitting there like this like i don't really script out shit i don't know shit i just ask real questions so you know it is what it is um yeah t-mac is uh is is we're in conversation still we talked quite a bit man he just uh He's, uh, he's a hard guy to get a hold of. Not We've talked and shit. It's not hard to guy to get a hold of. It's just a matter of uh, him working out his schedule because he, he moves around so much. Marcellus Wiley is going to try to join me. If you don't know what he's been doing, he's been doing his own thing. He started his own YouTube channel. He's growing it pretty fast. He's already got a large following. People know who he is. He's doing his own thing, kind of unfiltered Marcellus, which is good to hear because that's who I know personally. So it's good to see him in this light, doing his own thing, talking about all these cats. He's called out Acho, not called him out, but he's just being real about everything. And uh, if you're not following him on YouTube, go check him out. Um, follow his channel. He's got some real shit out there right now. It's good to see guys that leave the that platform and leave the uh, you know the so-called uh, mainstream media and come be a real one like myself. Um, Gorian, I appreciate you. You know, Kyrie to Dallas, dog. I got to discuss this. Kyrie to Dallas is the issue I have. Uh, Here's the issue I have. I I did a little video yesterday about it. Went on my little rant. Just so you know, it's a new part of the show. I'm going to do a daily rant. JB's daily rant. Uh, I will do one every day. No longer than a five-minute deal. I'll post it on YouTube every day. Uh, Probably put it on TikTok or something. But a daily rant. So whatever the daily rant will be uh, today, we'll see what it may be. It might be about Kyle Kuzma uh, wearing shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, what what the fuck is that? Does that inflate and become a fucking parachute? Like, I'm curious as to what that is. Um, I I have no idea what the fuck that is, Uh, but we're going to find out. Um, But, you know. Kyrie, from what I heard, is that the owner of the net said they would do everything in the power not to send him to the Lakers. That was number one. So I think the Lakers found out that they weren't going to deal with them regardless of who they gave him. And they said, fuck this then, and, um, and and moved on. See, I would have swapped AD for Kyrie if I was a true businessman. And if I, I think it works both ways. The Lakers side, Kyrie works with LeBron much better. He just got Husham Mar, or whatever his name is. I think he's not an AD by any means. But guess what? That roster with Bryant and Husham can play with Kyrie and LeBron off the ball. And then you send AD with to play with KD, and Brooklyn just got better. So I think it would have worked for both. I, I'm telling you, I would have did that shit. AD's fucking injury prone anyway. So I would have did that move. But the move that Dallas made, everyone is talking about what Mark Cuban did. To me, he is kind of taken away from a, an average roster in the middle of a loaded Western conference. Who We don't know who's going to come out of the conference. But I'm going to be honest. Cuban high, uh, made this splash get. And I think it's going to be a splash of fucking grease uh, in the face. Hot fish grease is going to splash your ass right back in the face because this motherfucker is who we thought he was. You got to start watching and observing and, and seeing what these cats do and stop listening to what they say they do. I don't understand. I've never seen nothing like it. We keep enabling these fucks. We keep enabling these fucks like Kyrie, who is an absolute shitbird. I don't care about his beliefs. I don't give a fuck about any of that shit. Nobody would have cared. Cats want to compare him to Aaron Rodgers. Well, Aaron Rodgers didn't take the jab. Kyrie didn't take it. This is the difference. Kyrie's had issue after issue after issue of being a shitbird. Aaron Rodgers just does his, walks at the beat of his own drum. He doesn't really care, and people don't like Aaron or they do like Aaron, but he's never missing games He's not sitting out. He's not fucking demanding trades. He's not doing all this shit. He may be a weirdo fuck, does ayahuasca, does all these different shit. Who knows? I don't know. But all I do know is that Kyrie's a fucking shit bird. And when are you going to realize it? And KD, you fucked up. KD, you fucked up. You know you done fucked up, right? KD, you know you done fucked up, right? <laughs> you know you done fucked up, KD. You should have never left Golden State. You have three more rings, but you thought your ego got involved and you've been injury prone since. Too much load on you. And now your boy who you followed over there and said, let's team up, has fucked you. Not only has James Harden fucking left you, Kyrie's left you. I got to start looking at KD and start to really ask questions. Why has nobody talked about KD possibly being the shitbird cancer that no one else wants to talk about. I've been saying KD's a shitbird forever. I've been saying Kyrie's a shitbird forever. Two shitbirds at the same time is going to end up fucking you in the long run because they both want to be king shitbird at the end of the day. They don't want to take any accountability. They only want to take the responsibility of winning the game, being the guy, scoring 40. They don't want to take any accountability when they lose a game. And they get waxed by Boston by 50. Nobody wants to take on the onus of, you know what? That's on me. I fucked up. I didn't play no defense tonight. I was selfish. See, that's the problem. Nah, we'll just demand a trade like fucking, um, you know, James Harden did. But James wanted out of there after they signed. Fucking Kyrie just left you. You get into it with Golden State. Like, Can people start looking at KD as possibly being a shitbird? Can KD start taking some fucking credit on being a cancer too? Because I'm be honest, dog. Nobody wants to play with you. People sure aren't fucking trying to go play for you. Only shitbirds are playing for you. Soft pussy shitbirds are the ones that are playing with you. Kyrie, James Harden, Ben Simmons. Is Ben Simmons playing? Is he going to play? Like, dog, you wonder why I don't watch basketball. And I don't know why you guys continue to fill the stands in basketball arenas around the country when half the league that are that the, the legitimate side of the league who are talented wise don't play. And then you continue to go watch mediocrity at its finest. But mediocrity is the new excellence. So guess what? You'll continue to go, just like you continued to fill up Allegiant Stadium yesterday for a flag football game in the NFL. Mediocrity is the new excellence. Stop fucking with me. You know it, and I know it. I, I don't think Kyrie is the best thing that could happen to Luca. I think Kyrie is going to get disinterested when Luca is a Primary ball dominant player. Luca needs the ball in his hands. Luca's not a guy that can give up the ball. He is a great passer. We I understand that. But that Luca's not the guy that's going to run the point, distribute the rock, and let Kyrie go one on one and take over. No. Luca's not going to just change overnight. Luca's young as fuck still. Luca's still young. And Luca, quiet as kept, even though he does play through a lot of nagging injuries, he's injury prone too. So I just want to be clear with one thing and nobody wants to talk about this. If Luka goes down for some injury or God knock on wood, I hate to see it. I want to see the best players play. But if Luka gets hurt, the Dallas Maverick team with Kyrie Irving is one of the worst rosters in basketball. (laughs) Let's just be clear. Let's just be absolutely fucking clear. If Luka goes down, this roster with Kyrie, who they just gave up two great role playing guys, Dinwiddie, and 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 and, and uh, what's his name, who I like a lot, fucks his name, um, who gets me draft points all the time anyway. But anyway, and some draft picks, right? If Dallas, if Luca gets hurt, that Dallas Maverick roster is absolutely shit. And Kyrie Irving will just be a scoring loser out there because that roster is garbage. He's gonna start bitching and moaning when Luca gets hurt, or if he gets hurt and wanted to go, to, he's gonna to want to go with, play with LeBron. And now you're gonna have a whole new distraction in the locker room. He is a fucking distraction, regardless of how you like him on the court. We know he's a good player, dog. That's not an issue. He is a fucking distraction. Kyrie Irving is a distraction, period. So, I don't give a fuck how you twist it and flip it around and rub it around. He is a distraction, period. He's a distraction. I don't want to hear nothing about it. That's what he is. Finney Smith, yeah. Finney Smith and Dinwiddie being gone hurts that team. I'm sorry. That team's not a fucking roster that's just so loaded. You could afford to get rid of Dinwiddie and fucking Finney Smith and add Kyrie and be great. I think you still lost. I think you lost the trade. I think the trade's going to be detrimental, and I think KD's laughing because he's going to look and say, well, you just got the cancer out of our locker room. I think Brooklyn, if KD comes back and plays and doesn't bitch out and wants a trade too and blows this whole thing up, I'm gonna be honest. If KD comes out and asks for a trade and wants a trade, dog, it's gonna be. I'm not. I I I probably will never watch basketball again. It's so soft. It's become such a bitch ass fucking league. I'm not gonna watch basketball at all. And listen, I'm gonna try to get Danny Green on the show. I'm good friends with Danny Green. Great dude. He's old school mentality. Love him to death. Um, maybe he'll give me an insight that I, I'm just talking out my ass with because I don't play NBA. I'm not in the NBA. I don't really fucking know much about the NBA. Danny Green may sit here and tell me, J.B., listen, dog, this is what it is. adapt or die. Same thing I say about football. Maybe this is what basketball is. You got to tr- demand trades now. I don't know. I just know. I just remember this. For whatever the real is out there that I don't know about, I'd miss guys playing on one team trying to win a chip for that one team. I hate shopping and going to go make a roster that's super roster. Let me go get a big three. Besides a few teams, what big threes have actually won a a championship? What big threes? I would argue that the Milwaukee Bucks, who doesn't have a big three, really, quote-unquote, but they did win with a three-man rotation that dominated and won them a chip. I think Milwaukee proved to you that you can win without going and break the bank on all these prima donna superstars. Milwaukee did it, a little bit of grit and guts and oil grease and went out and fucking, or elbow grease, and went out and won it the way you should. And I think they can win it again this year. Middleton gets back healthy. So we're going to see. We're going to see. I'm just telling you, I would never have fuck with Kyrie Irving. I would never have fuck with Kyrie Irving. So KD's going to ask for a trade. If he doesn't and he sticks it out, then would he come in back with Finney Smith, with the roster they have? I think Brooklyn can make a run in the fucking East. That's how good I think they could be with this addition and the minus of the head case distraction, Kyrie Irving. Kyrie and KD didn't play together anyway. Why was Brooklyn waiting so long to break this fucking marriage up? They'd never play together. So like how many games did these fucks play together? Like why the fuck haven't, hasn't this been blown up before? What do I know? What do I know? Um, the pro bowl was an absolute mockery. It was a joke. Like I said, if you like that shit, then you need to go play something else. Um, Bart Scott talks about how soft we are. I I love the the, the audio stream. Yeah, you're
0: not. I, you're not no. listen. These damn Kumbaya kids and trading uh, jerseys and I love you, bro is is sickening. Cause that's not what sports about to be. This is the saddest thing I saw since I saw Mike Tyson rub blood from Lennox Lewis' face and say he loved his mother after he told me he's gonna eat his children two months ago. Like this is supposed to be about gladiators. How you gonna be sitting what is this, the SEC? What is this? We got we got we got uh pride, division pride? What are we talking about? You supposed to hate this man. This man be trying to throw your face through the ground, and all of a sudden you hope he get knocked.
1: I'm telling you. That shit right there is why I like Bart Scott. At least he 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 knows this is a gladiator sport. He knows that we used to want to play to win, not to swap jerseys and trade jerseys and miss games, load-manage games. Kobe Bryant comes out and kind of defends Bart Scott without even being here anymore by saying, I'm not going to load-manage, but yet we... We go on DraftKings and FanDuel and look at the players that are available, and they're out because they're in a back-to-back. It literally says it on DraftKings. They're sitting out due to a back-to-back. I'm sitting there like, are you fucking joking me? This is the world we're in now? You can't even play in a back-to-back? Come on, dog. I'm just – blows my mind. Uh, what What doesn't blow my mind is Rex Grossman having a higher passer rating in the Super Bowl than all your favorite goat talk, Patrick Mahomes. (laughs) Uh, That is a fun fact that Patrick Mahomes, the goat to all you, uh, has a lower passer rating than fucking Rex Grossman. I just want that to sink in for all you fucking loving Pat Mahomes lovers. Well, let's see him struggle in a third Super Bowl. What are you going to say? What are you going to say? Is it going to be that? Well, maybe he is in a fucking shitty division that's dominated by a loaded roster. And Andy Reid has helped me win at home every single time. And and I still managed to lose to to Burrow last year at home in a playoff game. Um, But in Super Bowls, I've thrown two touchdowns, four interceptions. If he struggles in this Super Bowl, What are y'all going to say? And how can Dan Orlowski, who I'm trying to get on the show as well, put Patrick Mahomes at number two all time when Joe Montana has 14 touchdowns and zero interceptions in Super Bowls alone? How can you jump Joe Montana with Patrick Mahomes and put him right under Brady? Like, it blows my mind. I wouldn't put Patrick Mahomes above Elway, who has two. Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, fucking Troy Aikman, fucking Dan Marino, who has zero. I wouldn't put Patrick Mahomes above them yet. I'm not putting him above Aaron Rodgers yet, even though they have the same amount of Super Bowl championships. I'm not putting him above him yet. And I definitely ain't putting him above fucking Joe Montana. And I'm not putting him above Steve Young yet. Like, there's so many other quarterbacks that I would not put Patrick Mahomes above and y'all put him at number two all-time four years into the league? Come on, man. You guys got to be fucking joking me. This is why I do love what Trent Dilfer said.
2: Game does not impress me. It's super easy when you don't get hit as a quarterback and when you can't reroute receivers and when you can't hit guys across the middle. I love Tom Brady. I love Aaron Rodgers. I love these guys. It's not impressive. What's impressive is what they did.
1: You believe or not believe? You believe a guy that played in the league on one of the best defenses of all time? Do you believe what he had to say? Or are you just another, JB, you don't know nothing. I hate that you just hate, hate, hate. Is it hate or is it the truth? See, so now Trent Dilfer don't know shit either, right? I can't wait to hear the fucking Twitter knower of all things group come out when i post that video later and but what do i know when trent dilford comes out and says that can't wait for the fucking bag grocery bagger at walmart to come out and tell him he doesn't know what he's talking about and jb you need to shut up you don't know nothing i can't wait for those motherfuckers (laughs) But what do I know, dog? It blows my mind that you motherfuckers really sit there and think you know more. It fucking blows my mind. It really does. I, I, I am fucking lost. Arizona Cardinals have a problem, Houston. They cannot find a coach to fucking take the job. They cannot give them enough money to take the job in Arizona. Why is this? Where does Hopkins go? Where does Hopkins land? Where do you want to see him in 2023? How do you fix Kyler Murray? Is it possible? Is it even possible to fix Kyler Murray? Where do you go with Hopkins? How do you fix Murray? What's the problem with the cap? How much cap do you have? The fucking roster is set. You're fucked. Kyler Murray's contract Fuck that roster. Sean Payton had nothing to do with that team. They did not want to play there. He did not want to coach there. He did not want to coach Kyler Murray. He'd rather fuck with the weirdo fucking Denver. That just tells you. It has to tell you everything you want to know without ever saying a thing. Sometimes silence tells you more than words. And. I gotta be honest, dog. Nobody wants the job because of the Kyler Murray bitch madeness, because of the contract, because of Hopkins wanting out, because of uh average O-line, because of a defense that needs to get better. How do you wanna take that job when you have Denver sitting there with a great defense? Patrick coming back, a roster at wide out that looks pretty good. Get Russell Wilson's mind back right. You have a Super Bowl winning quarterback who at least will, I think, understand the protection and look over the game plan, right? He has to just worry about fucking making Sierra come every day. He ain't got to worry about playing fucking Fortnite. So there's a completely different mindset. That is why I would have. That's why. Arizona's not fucking the guy. That's why they're not getting a coach. That's why no one wants to coach this roster. Like, I'm I'm confused as to why you guys don't grasp that. People do not want to fuck with Kyler Murray. I put Kyler Murray in the same category as Kyrie Irving. Minus the championship. <laughs> like at this point, does Cliff Kingsbury just say, fuck it? Bring me back. <laughs> Dog, Jacob Smith, he said on the McAfee show, they were talking about the facilities are outdated. Do you really fucking think that the NFL players give a fuck about a facility? Do you really think that the NFL players give a fuck about a facility? Do you think they're going on recruiting visits like, oh, fuck, their weight room's shitty here. Or do you think they say, you know what, we're going to give you $100 million? I think Cincinnati Bengals facilities are pretty shitty, too. Dog, that's some of the dumbest shit I've ever heard. If you think an NFL player is caring about a facility, then that is just something to talk about. Because that ain't no real shit. Money talks bullshit walks. Have you seen the Kansas City Chiefs facilities? Have you seen the Kansas City Chiefs facilities? It's some of the worst I've ever been at. It's right up there with Notre Dame, dog. Do you, what's going to be their excuse now? (laughs) NFL facilities. Nobody gives a fuck about no NFL facility that's going to get $100 million, homie. Sorry. Get the fuck out of here. There's no fucking way that anyone gives a fuck about a facility in the NFL when the bag is there. There's no way. Sorry. You guys in the chat are really debating about a facility. JB says, same money being offered by two teams. One has updated facility. One doesn't. Where are they signing? They're signing with the team that has the better weather. The bitches. The fucking better school situation for their kids. It ain't a fucking facility. Sorry, bro. I forgot you played in the league and have a lot of players in the league. I'm sorry you've talked to so many guys in the league like I do. I forgot that you know more than I do. (laughs) It fucking blows my mind that some of you motherfuckers really go out on a limb to think you know shit that you have no fucking clue about. Nobody cares about a facility. Sorry. You might hear that from some young kid that has no fucking clue leaving Alabama. You ain't hearing it from no OG fucking guy with three kids and a wife. And if you do want to talk about equal money being equal and one team having a good facility and the other one, it ain't about the facility is going to be the difference maker. It's going to be the fucking city, the weather, the taxation, the fucking other things that the wife likes to do, motherfucker. Are you shitting me? Hey, babe, listen, Detroit has some great fucking facilities. They're going to offer us the same amount of money as the Rams, okay? Listen, what do you think? And the wife would slap the fuck out of the husband. How do you think Jared Goff feels right now leaving L.A. to go to Detroit? No offense, Detroit. I love Detroit. But let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck, homie. You guys are fucking killing me. You guys are absolutely fucking killing me with the t- hot takes, homie. Miss me with the bullshit. Miss me with the bullshit. Is Jonathan Taylor going to be a Ram? Uh, Kind of some the rumors. The rumors. um, Jonathan Taylor could be a Ram. I talked to a good friend of mine who's with the Rams and another one that coaches in the league. And that is one of his desired destinations. And apparently people are fed up in Indianapolis. Um, People are... Fed up in Indianapolis, apparently, because Ursae is yet to make a decision. If Jeff Saturday is still in the mix for the head coaching position, I believe you have a very, very serious problem in Indianapolis. And I believe you have a really, really... I really, really uh, feel that you have... um, uh, issue there I'm just telling you I think you have a fucking serious issue there um the Rams don't have enough fucking nothing to give away though how are the Rams gonna get him is he a free agent like I'm confused that's how the Rams are gonna get the cat because they don't have shit they've they busted their nut on fucking Stafford and and, and Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. And all these other motherfuckers, they don't have no they're fucked right now. I'm curious. I can't wait to have Tayoka Jackson on. Um, he's gonna talk about the Rams, he's an all-decade Rams player, he's gonna come on. Um, I'm confused as to what Ursay's doing, he's continuing to interview Jeff Saturday. Why are we still stuck on Jeff Saturday? Let this man go back to ESPN. What in the fuck are we doing with Jeff Saturday still being in the mix? Like, I'm confused as shit as to why we're still in the mix with Jeff Saturday. Can we please figure that out? (laughs) Like, come on, dog. I got to be honest. Like, you got to be shitting me. You got to be shitting me. There's no way. There is no way. Um. We're supposed to go to Radio Row today. I'm not. I'm gonna probably go later if I do at all. I'm not really excited to go. I, I don't. That's not my fucking cup of tea. That's not my forte. I'm not. I'm not hired by any of these people to go to Radio Row. A lot of people want to talk to me on their shows. I, I'm not gonna go to Phoenix just to talk on people's shows. Uh, I was gonna go hang out with Pat uh, Perez and uh, and see Pat McAfee, see the boys, see AJ, uh, talk to AJ and the, and, and the boys. Um, I would have just went to say hello, but going down there just to go to radio row. I'm not really a media member like that. It's not really a cup of my tea. I'd rather just go fuck with Pat, play golf and drink and smoke cigars and uh, look off his fucking uh, patio out at everyone else that lives below him in the world. Um, so I'm, I I still may go. I might drop in there and, uh, and and chop it up with some folks. But other than that, not my cup of tea, but I want to ask you guys that that watch Pat McFee show. Is he? Are they in uh, Radio Row again? Like, are they having a FanDuel thing set up like they did um, last year in LA when I was there? Are they doing that again? I know Bud Light's now one of their sponsors, right? Uh, is that going to be another thing? Are they gonna Are they gonna have a big big time thing there at Radio Row? I haven't I haven't got to see Pat's show in a while, man. I've been so fucking swamped, so I'm curious to see. Uh, Everybody from there, like Mad Dog, uh, my main man, Mad Dog Russo. I'm trying to have him on the show as well. We actually talked quite a bit. I know he's on ESPN with Stephen A um, on Wednesdays. Um, Mad Dog Chris Russo, uh, good dude, man. I like Mad Dog. Uh, I know he's going to be at Radio Row. He sets up a big deal there um, on Series uh, XM, so I know he'll be at Radio Row but are other people doing their show from radio row Sean Salisbury and I were going to go to radio row and do a couple shows, but he ended up having to stay in Texas. Um, And, and then, and then, and then I'm making an announcement this week uh, with Tim Brown, by the way, uh, on this show, Tim Brown's going to be joining us hopefully on this show this week. And we're going to make an announcement. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but we are going to make an announcement on this show. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what, what happens. Um, Oh, Aaron Rodgers is gonna be there. Um yeah, Wiz Khalifa. I was that was funny. I was there when that whole thing happened. Uh it was crazy. He he rocked the house. It wasn't nobody there because it was just Radio Row. It wasn't like it was at fucking Coliseum, but uh it was cool. It was cool that he came out there and, and rocked the uh, the little platform uh for Pat and the boys. Um, so I don't know. Whole question though. Where does Hopkins land? Who coaches the Arizona Cardinals? Who the fuck is going to coach the Arizona Cardinals? Um, that's what I want to know.
0: Anderson of basketball, psychological warfare.
1: White men can't jump, dog. Come on. I don't need to see that shit. I don't need to see that shit. I don't want to see white men can't jump. Who's excited? White You in here? Whido. You in here? Um. Uh, I gotta know. Come on, dog. I gotta know. Who wants to see white men can't jump, Steve Mack? Do you wanna see- White-o. do you wanna see another white man can't jump? And disrespect disrespect Whido for being able to dunk? white you wasn't one of the white men that can't jump. I used to be able to dunk here and there, dog. But I'm 6'3", White-O. I am 63 white I do not know how tall you are. White-O got boosties, though. I've been seeing his little videos and shit. I didn't have no boosties. I was a one-hand dunker. I just would body you up, dog. I'd kill you with the left in the post. I, was, I, I, I had both hands. Jimmy cracked corn. I had jumper for days. I had post moves for days. I'll body your ass. I wasn't going to out-jump nobody, but I was going to fucking... Make it real fucking hard for you, Wido. Um, there's no way that I'm watching that shit. There's no fucking way. There's no way. Um Yeah, there's no fucking way. Um oh Wido, you six three two. Okay. Um Brandon, the 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 leaf autograph card uh was a trial error trial run. So I think there was like 150 people that bought one. I had to sign all of them. Uh we've sipped them back off. Um, they're going to they're going to bring my deal out again. But when that comes back out, I'll let you know right now. So they that's what they do. They bring out guys, they run it and then they they go to the next guy. So my run is over on the autograph leaf deal. So I don't think you can get one, but we will have another run at it. They'll they'll, they'll, they'll they will have we will have another run at it. So um that'll be coming out so stay tuned um yeah that's disrespectful to woody harrelson and wesley snipes dog i gotta be real um i gotta be real i i don't know um marcus cruz what the fuck are you talking about um Marion tim brown what the fuck are you talking about um Marcus Cruz, I don't know what you're saying, but you sound like a fucking tard. I don't know what you if you could put the first couple letters on that to end it. Um, R-E, maybe. <laughs> uh, I want to thank Zach Smith for joining us um, this morning. I want to thank Taylor Hearn, uh, big 6'6 six, six lefty for the te- Texas Rangers baseball player. Tomorrow, we got a star-studded lineup. Um, and then uh, Wednesday, Jason Whitlock's going to join us. And then uh, and then I, I still have guys on all week. I'm going to try to go to Radio Row and actually do the show from there. If I end up going to Texas or Arizona, I possibly will do the show from Radio Row. If not, I'm going to stay right here all week. And uh, since I have so many guests lined up, um, I might just stay here and do it. And, uh, and then Sunday for Super Bowl, I'm going to smoke me a brisket, about a thir- 12, 13-hour smoke uh getting that cracking got some folks coming by watch the game smoke some sticks uh sip some yak you know how we do but make sure you pound that like button man this is going to be a good week a lot of guests coming on it should be interesting to say the least uh sean king tomorrow chris jones tomorrow head coach for edmonton uh, cfl team sean king former nfl quarterback a lot of other people uh scheduled to join matt mcchesney will be back tomorrow um, and uh, can't thank you enough. Hey, man, pound the like button, subscribe, become a member. Uh, we'll see you later on tonight on Last Chance Q with Sean Salisbury, and tomorrow morning we'll see you again with another star studded lineup. I appreciate everybody, man. Pound that like button. Peace.